Money has been joining and Starlink and all the other great things that he's pushing out there in this space. But you know what it is. You can't keep a rebel down. What's good? No need to panic. I'm here. 
Mistress, I'm hating Twitter. Like, I I agree with you. My conspiracy theory is we've degen too hard in these spaces, and so I've been having a difficult time communicating and all no, of them. They, they I feel the like DGen. I'm getting rubbed all the no, time. No, they love the degen. That's not it. it. They love the degen. They just don't like it when the degens try to educate the masses. Well, I feel rich this morning in knowledge because I ain't freaking out on the news. You know, like, the, the mainstream media news is not pressing on our emotions because we're way too smart we understand what's going on right and we need to uncover what's going to happen and we're very skeptical of what we're being told well i'm always skeptical about what's being told that's my neurodivergent brain just kicking into <laughs> high gear um you know i've been up since 5 30 this morning in a twitter space at six go look at your analytics can you find it if you can let me see your hands right so we just gonna start right down the rabbit hole on <laughs> how things are moving in this space, how you cannot be an expert, how you cannot be an influencer when it moves at the speed of light, right? Um, all you can do is share the little bit of knowledge and share how you, you view that through your lenses, right? Because at the end of the day, there are always three versions to the truth. There's your truth, there's my truth, and the actual truth. Um, so it's been interesting, my journey this week, being up at five, going till after 1 a.m. and up again to repeat the cycle. But that's my journey in wanting to amass the knowledge that I want and what I want to share. And resoundingly, resoundingly, the feedback is all about social responsibility through profit. So <laughs> at the end of the day, there are more good humans than bad, and we're going to do what we always have done. We're going to eat from the table that we've been providing for others for years. It is time for us to take our place. So let's dive down that rabbit hole with some phenomenal people that are doing big things in their little quiet corner of the universe to make this space um, one for innovation, education, and, and, and ultimately where we can all profit, right? Facts. You know, I don't know how you be waking up that early because I'm on Pacific Standard Time and I still got my first cup of coffee. So you are insane. But but I feel it. I mean, the momentum of the sharing of information, the digestion of all the happenings that have been happening and further discussions about its impact and, and what is our outlook is it's just happening everywhere right in all different corners all different chats all different platforms and this is the time where i love spaces like this where we go back to the roots of this movement which is we are using this time to not be emotional about the news to understand what we need to be aware of based on the failures that have happened this year don't and get back to highlight. Don't call them failures. Well, they're not failures. They're not my failures. No, they're, they're, not, they're, they're, they're not, not failures, not failures at all. They're not failures at all. I won't call them failures. I wouldn't give them the satisfaction. It is not failure. It is a call to action. It is a call to action for education. That's what it is. It's not failure. It's a call to education and it's a call to action for us to be better informed and for us to take that power that we all came here to get, which was financial freedom. So it's not a failure. It's an absolute call. Well, to some freedom. people, some people like us will take it as a call to action for good, right? Hey, we are blessed in this space to have solutions that we're in which we can truly own our assets, right? And we don't have to be put into a situation where we're out of control, but 
there are bad players that are using this as a call to action to highlight things that they don't like about this space with a massive amount of misunderstanding and miscommunication. So even just taking a look at the Senate committee, you know, testimonies, the questions that are being asked, the people who are be answering the questions are not quite the best fit. And it's causing a lot of bad optics for us. So I think, yes, there is a facet of us that are builders in this space that see this as a call to action to pivot, be the flexible people that we wanted to be, be the leaders that we wanted to be and start educating as to why there is technology available to us to circumvent some of these risks. Well, what what that, happens that, when you, you shake know, up the status quo? I'm on fire today. I'm going to tell you that right now. I've been on fire I know, all I know. And, and And give me a platform as much as you try to rug it, Melon, right? As much as you try to rug it, Melon, this is what's going to happen. When people are given a platform to speak truth to power, we're going to speak that truth, right? So, Melon, you can rug me all day long. People are still going to find a way to my spaces. They're gonna, still going to hear my voice. They're still going to hear the truth from my perspective of it and be able to shift through the data and come up with their own version of it. It's all good. But that's what happens. When you speak truth to power, that is what happens when you create a platform of builders that understand how this space works on a fundamental level and are taking that power back to the people. Because what drives market caps in this space is all about community, is about how we can set aside our differences as individuals, as human beings, and lock arm to say, hey, hey, enough is enough. And what you do with that profit, it has an impact. It is important. And social responsibility needs to be part of the narrative of profit. And see, now what you're doing is unbalancing the status quo. The top 1% that runs everything else and needs us to be drones, well, guess what? The Great Reset has happened, right? The awakening is here. The bullet train is not pulling into the station. It left the station. So it's up to you to find a way to get on board. And that's what's happening right now. So every time you have any kind of movement to upset the status quo, the misinformation starts coming at you full force. I'm on fire, people. I'm on fire, and I'm ready to share that knowledge because that knowledge needs to be given for free. There are avenues for you to learn, skill up, level up. This is it. And if you miss out, there's nobody responsible for that but you. So that's where we're going. I ain't playing nice. I'm done playing nice. Played nice for 50 years and got me nowhere. I'm ready to go. Are you feeling me on this side? I can tell. Are you feeling me on this? Because I know you are. <laughs> I know you are. I know you are, sister. I'm watching what you're doing. Loving what you're doing. Loving what you're doing. DeFi Go, I love the innovation that you're bringing to this space, right? That's what we're talking about. That's why we're here. I don't want the freaking five-minute pitch. I want the nitty-gritty. I want your laundry list of dirty laundry that got you to this space. That's why we're here. We're all scarred, no doubt. Man, your energy never fails. Rain, sleet, snow, cold, warm. I love it. Every time I come in one of your spaces, just <laughs> boom, baby. Yeah, there you go. I just left the gym. Just got a nice haircut. Oh, you're looking you know, good. Post that good. picture. Birthday. Post that picture. <laughs> it's the birthday don't, don't, weekend. Don't, don't, don't ask him. So we'll I'm you excited. I'm in New York City uh, for this weekend. Our Times Square banners going up. It's going to be it's, – it's, it's a big week. It's a big week. Oh, the Bears are coming out to play. That's what you're telling me. The Bears are coming out to play. Absolutely. I love it. I actually just had a phone call this morning, too, uh, with a billboard company, and they actually offered um, our our uh, our company.
company what's called an agency account. And that gives us discounts on those billboards and gives us more access to more NYC billboard um, uh, uh, penetration, basically. So we have two additional billboards that we can use in New York now. One is in Hell's Kitchen. The other one's right on Broadway. Between the two of them, they get daily views uh, of about a total of about 4 million views. That's fantastic, so man. Like, holy shit. So I was excited. I had an awesome morning so far. <laughs> That's absolutely fantastic. I, I am loving every aspect of it. Um, this is all up. <laughs> and this is where Carmen is my counterpart, right? I give it as it is, man. Straight up, no chaser. If you ain't prepared for that, I, I suggest right now you just exit the room quietly. Um, because this is, very- <laughs> this, is why, this is why we're a good team. I stay very proper. You know, I can get I can get to like a level three, but I just tag your it and you take it to a level 10 for both of us. Yeah. And all yeah. of us at that. Yep. It, well, here it is. I'm still in love with life. At the end of the day, I am still in love with life. I am still in love with humanity. I still have my cup of hope half full and believe 1000% that we together as a community can collaborate and conquer Web3. It is our tagline. It is what Queens of Crypto is all about. This is what we're bringing to the space and we're bringing that value back to where it needs to be in the hands and power of the people. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. That's exactly why we're doing what we're doing. All right, Carmen, I'm, I'm, I'm settled down now. Okay. All right. All right. We, we, you, can be you know what? Now. You always pop us off though. You, yeah. You, well, see, I, I <laughs> hey, you know what? Rush. I learned, I don't mind. have a soundboard, you know, so yeah, I'm a yeah, co-pilot you're here. You're not getting the soundboard. You're not getting the soundboard. Um, <laughs> you're not getting the soundboard. Um, but, but I had to start off with that little Afrocentric beat because my daughter has been pumping it nonstop. <laughs> and so I had to set the right tone. For me, music sets the right tone. Um, there's a frequency. There, there's, there's, there's a vibration um, that we're all receptive to, right? Um, and, and as in anything else that exists, um, we exist in opposites. The, the ability for good is in us and the ability for bad is in us as well. And it's how you balance that. Right. And so whenever I am in a public forum, I wanted to make sure that I'm always putting out my true authentic self um, and the ability to give goodness. Right. Whether it's in the knowledge that I'm dropping and you can be receptive or not receptive to it. It's entirely up to you. But at the same time, I'm always hold it through the lens cap of truth from my perspective as a, a female from the BIPOC community under marginalized community, neurodivergent community, it's always gonna be from my landscape of truth. It may not be yours, but it still does not mean that we can't meet halfway in between and find common ground, right? And so when you're in the presence of people like Sandra who said, listen, I know there's a need out there. Um, and, and as much as I like profit um, as everyone else, I wanna fill that need, right? Because I think I have value to add. Um, DeFi Gold and what they're doing, that again, going back to these projects that are building, that are coming out in a bear market and saying, hey, what blood in the water? Because if it's blood in the water, we sharks and we're going to do what sharks do. We're going to eat. We're going to eat. So that means putting out things of value for the community to take a look at, to take part of, to be to be actively engaged and involved in. And we're going to always do what we do. Right. Um, so 
so the conversation, I'm going to flip it every time there is talk of something negative. I'll always flip it to something positive because that's the narrative that they want us to start off with. I'm not going to talk about the shit that's going on in the space because I know it's exactly that. You have forces for good and bad throughout everything in human history. Listen, they're focusing on the little bit of shit that got taken out of crypto. The big banks have been taking shit out of our pockets for years, for years, Right. And that conversation is not being held. Right. But you want to focus on the little bit of shit that's going on in crypto. Come on, man. It's just because it's speaking truth to power. And I'm not going to allow that negativity in space. I'm going to keep talking about the people that are pushing, the people that are building and the people that are adding value to Web3, not taking value from Web3. I'll let that simmer there for a second, mistress. Because you I really do. That's right. Because, you know, tell me you're an Android user without telling me you're an Android user. I got no soundboard, no magic wand, no magic wand for <laughs> me. But you got my back, Nelson. You know, this is going to be a pretty cool space. And I've been looking forward to it because, you know, Mistress and I kind of take turns inviting um, guests and friends and collaborators in this space. And today, you know, I have a new friend with Sandra with Onboard 60. And we, we, we have kind of a circle moment milestone in my own journey and her own journey on how we met in Miami. And then, dude, I ride or die for Nelson. Nelson is just one of those people that, you know, I, I come into communities and I come into communities as a community member um, and I and I learn, you know, what their community is about. I ladder climb to the team. I wanted to get to know more about key players in this space that are recommended to me. And he came recommended to me as one of the best. And we've had a really long relationship and I do reside on the DeFi Gold team. And so absolutely he was going to have a spot on my stage to share all the wonderful things that he's working on. When it comes to cryptocurrency tokens, um, you know, that's how I started in my journey. And so when I see, still see tokens being created for the benefit of the community, leveraging the power of the blockchain to, you know, pull together people and give them an opportunity to grow, even during market, market conditions like this, these are friends of mine. Um, so we're going to be getting into a lot of great info about who these builders are, what their journey is, and what they're building towards as we, you know, expose our audience and our community to some great people that we know in this space, because that's how we do. Nobody paid to be here. Nobody's being, you know, um, told that this is a marketing show. Nobody's given five minutes to just do their elevator speech. There's Wait, more Carmen, that we have why to did, Why did I send you two ETH? What? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> I, was, I was like, What? <laughs> hey, you know what? If somebody's giving me a compliment and and they're going overboard, then that's when you know that that is a paid advertisement. For sure. But if I'm giving out the compliments, it's all for free, man. All for free. I appreciate it. We have nothing but love, Carmen. <laughs> yeah. But uh, good morning to Sandra and to Nelson. A little good bit morning. about our space, guys. Um so we do things a little, a little bit differently, um, a little bit of housekeeping, um, share, retweet the room. Please follow our speakers. Um, we we kind of limit ourselves to, to max three, three projects at any given time in this particular space. The format is simple. We like to get to get to know the people behind the idea, talk about who they are, because I stand by the statistics that 80% buy into the team. 20% buy into the product. So as a consequence, we like to talk to them about their journey, what got them here. Um, it takes a lot 
It takes a lot to put out a project. It takes a lot to be in a Twitter space. It takes a lot to be in a Telegram. It takes a lot to actively give of yourself um, to bootstrap and to share that vision with others in the hopes of them buying in. Um, so I don't want the five-minute chill. I want you. You're selling me on you. That's what I buy. That's how I buy, right? Um, you know, and, and, and the normal disclaimer that this is not financial advice. Well, if I can't give you financial advice, I don't know who the hell will, um, and they'll probably charge you a steep fee. So take it from me for free, right? Um, how I buy is if somebody sends me a link, right? Hey, this is what I got into, man. Where you at? What's the market cap? What they doing? Who's the team? You know them? Who's that dev? Um, you check that code. Oh, yeah, they solid. OK. It's not an influencer. It is not any type of marketing that they have done. It's nine times out of 10, a community member. That's how I buy. Right. Um, so it's important that when we when we sit and we talk to these individuals that are giving up their time and to this listening audience, um, it's something to bear in mind. Right, because you are more likely to bond with a community that you relate to. Representation does matter, right? And and the representation for all of us is that we're here to make money. We're here to do good with the money at the end of the day, but we're still here to make money, right? Um, I say all of that to say, please feel free to send me all of your DGens. Play, um, you know, I like those too. I don't feel like I'm in crypto unless I get honeypot every once in a while. Um, just saying, I'm joking. Don't send me no honeypots. Um, but, um, that's kind of what we do differently, getting to know the individuals behind the projects, kind of pulling back the screen, um, and letting you see that, right. Um, see the people that are building because it tells you a lot about their projects and who they are and how they want to move forward in the space. The other part of it is keeping you up to date on things that we're doing. Very happy to report, um, our triarb, the third part of this, this, this amazing combo that's Carmen Crypto and myself. Um, that is um, Corey Bites um, and Habib. Um, I just got a text from him, Carmen. He's at the hospital with the baby. Um, you know, giving that good vibes out to the to the universe. His family was sick with COVID, and the the baby was in the hospital, so they're on their way home. So, um, you know, there's so much moving behind um, behind the screen, right, to take a look at. Um, we've got so many great things that are coming out, so many things that we're doing. Um, I will be dropping a blockchain conference in Atlanta in June with some very, very powerful um, ideology behind it. Um, I called the trend for Web3 EDU for 2023, like 2022 was the year of women in crypto. 2023 is going to be education in crypto, 100%. If your projects are not making the push to educate and keep your community updated on what's happening on a fundamental level with the evolution of the tech as we speed forward on this bullet train that's the gig economy. Um, you know, you're doing a disservice to yourself and you're doing a disservice to your community. So that's definitely going to be the trend um, given the last year of bad actors in this space. Um, education is going to be key, right? Um, and we want to be at the forefront of that. Um, so lots of great things going on. Um, Sandra, it is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Nelson, I already stalk you. I don't know what else to say. I stalk you. I love your positivity every day. Um, I'm kind of mad at Carmen because she was like, oh, yeah, DeFi Gold launch. Where's my link? Where's my pre-sale buy-in, right? Not that I ever have any money because I'm always buying shit, but Carmen, send me some tokens, man. I'm a hold. I'm a holder. You know that. I still got Blossom, for Christ's sake. Every time, guys. Every time. Open her wallet. She, You know, she can't go 24 hours without it. She's our native deacon. 
Absolutely. I sent you the link there, uh, Queen and uh, or Mistress, sorry. And I um, actually, uh, we didn't actually have a pre-sale. So you know, I, there was no pre-sale to send. <laughs> we did a fair launch. It was a total stealth fair launch. So it was, it was really fun and it worked out really well. So it's, uh, it's growing perfectly. We're, we're seeing uh, some really good consistent growth on this and I, I couldn't be happier with the way things are working out. So Thanks, I Nelson. Now I'm launch. safe. Now I'm safe. <laughs> I'm out of the doghouse. I um, love a stealth launch, man. I love a stealth launch. Um, Carmen, any housekeeping things you want to share before we dive in? No, man, I want to dive in. I know Sandra has a really busy schedule today. And you know what? She's one of the hardest working, you know, content creators, educators. She's just honest. And so I want to give her the stage. You know, Sandra, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know what? I was on her Twitter space yesterday in her spotlight and she did an interview with me and and it was so meaningful because so many people use me to go on stage to talk about either my opinion, what I know, alpha or, you know, help moderate and, and do speaking. But Sandra invited me to her space to interview me. So I got to really tell my story. It's been very few times in the last two years that I've done that. But I want to give you the stage to tell your story and your journey on how you and I you know, and Mistress Matt, um, and what led you into Web3? Um, now? Go for it, girl. Okay. Uh, first of all, good morning, good afternoon, good night. I don't know where you are, and I've learned that because um, I started out a while, like months, months ago when I very first started. Oh, Okay. First of all, I am Sandra Abrams. I live in South Florida. I'm 62 years old. And I've been told that I am a senior citizen and I had to figure that out myself. And the young people helped me learn that. I live in Boca, which is the buckle belt of senior citizenville. There's senior citizens everywhere. Um, at 62, I'm actually a baby here. Most of them are like 75 and above. Um, and I started out by doing Vine when it came down to social media and Twitter back in like 2008, 2009. And when Vine stopped, I went over to a couple of other social medias and they defunct. And back in like August of 21, I found TikTok begrudgingly. None of us really wanted to get on TikTok kind of thing. It was like the corporate one. And so at the time, as a full-time waitress at night, going to the beach during the day, going through menopause, I thought TikTok would be a great place to scream at the phone. And so I did. NFTs, blockchain videos started coming up. And I was like, okay, Back in 2016, I got three Bitcoin, but there was a scam going on, so I sold them. I don't know about these people, but I kept listening and watching, and I created a curriculum for myself to learn. I have a bachelor's in counseling. I was a counselor for many years, and I've got a master's in nonprofit, so I know how to make a curriculum. So I did a curriculum of Web3 for myself, and... uh Oh, yeah. Uh, people started seeing me on TikTok because I was asking questions and I was 
doing, look, for five minutes a day, I'm learning vocabulary. You can do it too. And one, and okay, back to being in South Florida, I go to the grocery store one Sunday. And of course, who's there? Senior citizens. And what do I think? They need to learn about this stuff. And what do I do stupidly? I come back and I make a TikTok. Guys, guys, senior citizens need to learn about Web3, don't they? And a couple of people, um, some of you may know a woman named Lauren Turton and Doc Peace. These women said, you know, you may want to start teaching people. You may want to start showing your curriculum on TikTok and other places. And I'm like, no, I don't. But I did. I was a teacher as a counselor for many years. I communicate as a counselor. And I thought, okay, why not? And in April of this year, um, Lauren and Doc invited me, I thought, to be a volunteer, carry water, get their lunch or something for the NFT con. No, they threw me on stage because you guys know how some a lot of no-shows happen. And I introduced Onboard 60 as a curriculum for senior citizens. Uh, we need to make sure that we are protected and get the interest of senior citizens of learning this technology in a way that they can understand what well, we can understand. I still have a problem with it, and I always will. I don't see myself that way yet. I might. I'm 62. I may see myself that way when I'm 80. I focus on education. I have Web3 StudyOr on Geneva, Geneva, and I also have the online community of Onboard60 over there. And I realized that I myself, over the last nine months, have been using the same jargon and vocabulary. And I started with five minutes a day of learning. I also just got with someone else who is an amazing person who's got so much knowledge and I'm so excited about. And we are starting, I call Simply Web3 on Geneva to really do it as simply as possible because that's what's really needed for the education. Um, am I talking too much? I, I, am I okay? You are absolutely a-okay, Sandra. I mean, what you're doing for the community, and I'll tell you how I found you, it was probably over a year ago, and, and Mistress and everybody who is ever in this space knows I have a TikTok addiction, and I'm constantly scrolling. And when I saw your content, and I was still in the realm of my own journey and learning, I'm like, well... If senior citizens can learn from her, I can totally learn from her. <laughs> I qualify. And so I followed you and I started seeing your content. So the moment that we met each other in Miami, I was like, I know you. And we both kind of like fangirled out with each other. And I was like, you're you're a part of my journey. And and you get to see me on stage. And and I was a nobody when I when I followed you, right? And it's just all of those mentors that that we 
kind of plug into that over time we understand are consistent, that they give good information, that they're the good players in this space. Time is what builds trust. And so you and I had built trust virtually just with me being an audience member to you and a community member to you. And then boom, we get to meet in real life. Fireworks struck, and now we're being collaborators, right? And we're finding ways to continue to build in other communities. And our role as leaders in this space is to be first a community member that's highly engaged. So here at the top on the Jumbotron, I actually uh, pinned here, come and meet Sandra. Um, if you go, that that's how you can find her on TikTok. I actually posted one of her, one of my favorite TikToks from her where, hey, you want to be in the community? show up. <laughs> and so her messages are really about that mindset. And those are people in this space that I gravitate towards. So I'm going to tell you that I thank you for that, Sandra. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. I will, I will admit I did. Uh, when we went outside to talk, I just babbled because I was such a fangirl. I was like, watch, I've been voyeuring you on Twitter, you know? So yeah. Um, and it's like up to now, I haven't been able to tell people and I really want, this is something that not a lot of people know because I don't tell people where I'm going with Onboard 60, but Onboard 60 is not only education um, for senior citizens, it's going to be a lifestyle. Onboard 60, uh, I've already got it set up with people of in real life resources of crypto lawyers, accountants, and people who can help them move their web two businesses over to the blockchain on web three. Uh, I have people who can help them keep their memories preserved on the blockchain with videos, uh, make it a gallery to put your uh, anniversary, your wedding, or any of those kind of things for generations to come. Those are some of my in real life resources for Onboard 60. I also am wanting, and this is, I want to aspire to have um, a metaverse of visiting garden condos for senior citizens that maybe are homebound or they have grandchildren and family many, many miles away. And then they'd be able to come to the metaverse anytime to their condo or garden to visit during the day anytime and I think that would be something really special to have and I also want to do and this is crazy to some people but play to earn activities you know like mahjong and bingo I know it sounds crazy uh, even golf you can do and I think that would be something that senior citizens would understand and enjoy and easily able to do on the education part would be bring them into the technologies that we have today by using trust funds. Let them see that the blockchain technology can have their medical histories and records that can also have their last will and testaments that can't be contested. I think that the things that are being missed out on are the things that aren't being talked about. And those are the things that I talk about. And those are the things that I focus on. When it comes to cryptocurrencies, exchanges, and wallets, we discuss those. But I openly discuss it and let them understand that it's their choice when it comes down to what they invest in and what they look at. 
because it is their money. And so that's that's it all in a nutshell. And now I'm going to stop and drink a soda. <laughs> well, I have a question for you because I think based on your key audience, right, being of, you know, a particular age bracket, I think that we, you are the, the example that if there's any assumption that older generations are not going to be, you know, open to being pioneers in this technology and adopting it, um, you're an example of somebody who's, who's proof, right, that that, that that isn't always the case. When you speak to other senior citizens about the blockchain, what are some of their concerns? What are some of their most common questions? Um, because I think we tend to think that, you know, they, they would be more conservative and that this seems like such a volatile space that it would be more of a resistor audience, right? Um, but what are you seeing when you have these conversations? Well, let's see, social media, my analytics on TikTok, uh, it used to be 7% of all people on TikTok are senior citizens. However, now that TikTok is moving towards being more of a marketplace, you have more senior citizens coming over. Uh, they're coming over to see their grandkids' TikToks. They're coming over to um, lip sync and sing old 60s and 70s songs. But when it comes to cryptocurrency or blockchain technology, it has to be told in simple terms because what they see in mainstream media, because they are on mainstream media mostly, is all of the misinformation. A lot of senior citizens are either on one side of the spectrum of, I don't care about the technology, just let me have the DocuSign. All this stuff is going to be in the back room anyway. All these people are going to take care of it for me. I'm just going to sign when I need to sign. They don't care. There are others that are, you know, I just lost $100,000 in crypto and electric cars that was actual guest that I overheard last night in the restaurant. And he said, uh, if I'd only listened to you and the guy across from him, they all, they both were definitely in their eighties. And he said, well, you know, I told you it's all about stocks. You got to get rid of that crypto stuff. And the thing is, is it's what they're listening to and what they hear. There are people on the other side of the spectrum, because of where I live, Miami, it's a crypto-based city. The mayor, we have a crypto coin. So it's all in the information that they get. Um, there are people that are on YouTube. I do YouTube shorts. Very few people see those because the senior citizens are more or less looking maybe to buy a rod and reel or they're wanting to learn uh What's the best IRA for them? When it comes to their retirement funds, they're seeing that they're losing so much money in the regular retirement funds, but they also see from mainstream the volatility of crypto. So my approach is look at what 
is happening that's foundational and solid and go with that. And that's the technology. And look at the Bitcoin. Look at that as the technology and as the cryptocurrency and see how that and a couple of others are being utilized in real life, in real case scenarios. And we look at those real case scenarios with Visa, with Fidelity, and you have to go where they are in their business and have them see that way, go through their perspective. It definitely puts me in the mindset of like what different avenues I have to build wealth and to also provide a legacy to anybody that I want to leave that wealth to. And it seems like, you know, if people are taking a look at all of these other strategies, it could be valuable for them to come into this space and start to build a bag that they will pass down because of the fact that we are an industry that's just beginning. And when There's I a certain have... of, uh, level of education that, that has to accompany those statements um, when we're talking about uh, the ability to, to create financial freedom, right? Um, and I just want to tap in, Sandra, on, on, on some of the things that you're doing. And um, when you say senior citizen, I'm going to replace that with women of a certain age. I heard that at the Web3 conference and I fell in love with it. So it's people of a certain age, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I fully embrace um, my age 1000% because I have attained the age of zero fucks to give, right? I'm proud of that. So I'm going to claim it. <laughs> zero fucks to give. Um, that's that's what that's my age right now. I have zero fucks to give. And and I say that um, when we talk about getting people to embrace the new. Finding the common ground between you um, and bridging them over to understand what it can provide and the value that it can add to where they want to be. When you get to that age, um, the number one priority for you is to not be a burden to your loved ones. And that's how the conversation should get started. What can you do at this point when the pillars that you depended on to provide that safety and security for you um, are being threatened that may no longer be there? Because, you know, that's what we grew up on. You pay your taxes. You, you make sure you contribute to Social Security and you contribute to your 401k because these are the things that were going to take care of you when you could no longer work. As a con consequence, we've seen the age pushed forward, right, on when you can claim Social Security, when you can, can retire. So let's assume that the average individual starts working at the age of 16. You have to work. Um, <laughs> what's that number? I'm bad at math damn near 80 to 90% of your lifespan? I want you to think about that number. All I do is work so that I can only enjoy 10% of my lifespan because the rest of it I spent um, toiling, right? Working, right? Um, on the plantation, so to speak. Um, and now, come to find out, when, 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 when the gold ring is so close, there are things in place to remove that security. So how do you pivot? Where do you go? How do you get to that understanding that there are options available? You say Web3 and it triggers an emotional response of Ponzi, scheme, um, bad actors, right? 
Well, well, guess what? Say bank and I have the same trigger, right? Say the system and I have the same trigger because that's what it has done. Um, when we talk about, yes, that's where the media is and the misinformation, we also have to find a way to bridge that gap without beating people over the head with knowledge um, and then breaking it down into bite-sized pieces so that they're able to process. Um, we have to be responsible for, for the information that we're giving, but also allowing others to process it in their own way. Um, and I will say you are the finest example of that, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and on your point, um, I discussed trust funds because that's something that they can leave and how a trust fund on the blockchain is a lot more secure than in one of their um, ETFs that they've got. You and I talked about this privately um, and I actually have a, a meeting at three today with Annabelle. Um, so I'm looking forward to connecting you too. I think there's so much value there. Um, sorry about that. My, listen, I'm at a certain age. So I get hot flashes. So it's probably about 20 degrees and I got the fan in the window. It just fell. <laughs> um, but, but I digress. So, so when you and I were talking about that and, and talking about um, the potential to leave this and know, and know for as certain as you can with anything in life, that it's going to go where you want it to go to take care of the people that you want to be taken care of. It's probably one of the biggest relief you can have when you're at the end of your journey and getting ready to start a new chapter in whatever dimension, realm, heaven, hell, wherever, whatever, however that looks like to you. Um, that's the beauty and why I'm so in love with the infinite potential of what Web3 has to offer. Yeah, that's what blockchain to me is. And um, I think I've, I've taken too much of the time. I want, I want, I, I really wanted to hear DeFi go because of everything. But yes, yes and yes. You could never take too much of my time, um, you know, and, and, and it's Nelson. I mean, all you need to know, it's Nelson. That's it. Okay, but I do. <laughs> yeah, all you need to know is Nelson. Listen, there, there, there is. Uh, our, Carmen calls it our circle of influence, right? And, and and when I say that, there are people literally just send me the link and I'll buy because I trust you, right? Nelson is definitely one of those people. Um, so I'm, I'm, I wasn't being facetious when I said it's Nelson. That's as safe as you could get in this space, man. His his Twitter bio tells you everything that you need to know about him in terms of trustworthiness. So that's not to say that I don't want to hear about what he's doing. I'm going to hold a grudge for a day or two because I didn't get that stealth launch link. Carmen had that for me. Um, so she ain't out the woods yet. Um, but yeah, we definitely want to hear from Nelson. But but I know Nelson. I know that what you're talking about um, and what you're advocating for is as important to him as it is to me. So you're not taking too much time. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely please connect me with, with the lawyer guy because I, I heard him speak and, and I really want to be connected with that guy. I certainly will do. Any questions for a beautiful, vivacious woman of a certain age from anyone.
See? See, you left them all speechless, Sandra. See, that's what I'm talking about, right? The impact of women of a certain age. Um, this is what we do. We're like fine wine, baby. We only get better. We only get better. I appreciate you coming out, sharing your time with us. Um, you know, giving giving that perspective from your point of view. And again, the value that you're adding to the space. Um, I know you are on a time crunch. So again, I appreciate it. I will have the podcast of this episode uploaded within 24 to 48 hours. Um, so if you missed it and you want to share it, um, the link is in the bio. It's the RS feed. It's available on Google, Apple, all the other places where people can listen to me be a raving lunatic. Can I leave one small thing that I do when it comes down to senior citizens and explain how what an NFT is really quick? If you've ever... Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, have you ever put a puzzle together, like maybe a 100-piece, maybe a 500-piece, even a 1,000-piece puzzle? Most senior citizens sit down and do it all day long. Each piece is different. It's a different piece of the picture it's unique and it fits very specifically a blockchain is also a piece of the puzzle it's also unique and it's got information on it and when it comes to a timestamp, you know sometimes you try to put a piece in that doesn't work and that time that you place it in and you finally get it in that one moment you go ah that's a timestamp that makes it valid so it fits so when you look at a blockchain all the information has to fit together like the piece of the puzzle like the picture you don't know what it is until the end but on the blockchain it's continuous so you can continue to do that a lot of senior citizens understand that when you talk to them about a puzzle I love that. I love it. Yeah, I love that. That, That's a great way to to break it down into bite-sized pieces. Absolutely love it. Um, I absolutely love everything that you're doing. Um, And the Queen's always just here to help you in any way we can, Sandra. You could take that to the bank. Oh, ladies, I'm stuck with with, to you guys. You're stuck (laughs) with me now. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We made friends. But this is what it's all about. Like just just be nice to each other. Learn. Be an active listener and help support others in their journey. Sometimes the the most important currency that we have is is free. It's not money. It's not a token. It's not an NFT. It is our time to support and to uh, you know, shed a spotlight onto people that are doing good in this space and giving them a platform to share their stories. So Sandra, thank you so, so much for coming on to the show today and sharing your story. And yeah, you're stuck. We're stuck. You fuck with me, you stuck with me. I said it. I like it. I like it. Make sure you guys are shooting Sandra a follow both on Twitter and on TikTok. Um, interact with the tweets above. Share, tweet the room. That costs you nothing, but maybe a little energy in the finger. Or don't share. I mean, frankly, we don't care. We get this, we get people that are tuning in um, all the time because they understand what's being dropped here. It's given out of a place of love. And if all you do is take away the positive energy that we're sharing, then you're in a better place than you were moments before joining us. 
Thank you very, very much for having me. This has been a pleasure. All right, you ready to fangirl out, mistress? Because I know you like you like a Nelson. I do like me some Nelson. I do like <laughs> me some Nelson. Yes, I do. What's good, buddy? How's it going? How's the five kids? Good, good. Kid um, farm. My two daughter. My two daughters are coming home today. They've been uh, they've been at Disney World with my older brother for the last couple of days because uh, he's not going to be around for Christmas. So he wanted to take the girls and have some fun for a few days. I so, love that. It's been cool. <laughs> Family is so important, and it's one of the things I admire about you, um, those family values, man. We, we we seem to have gotten away from that a little bit, um, and I kind of like the interjection of that when people are getting to know who's behind a project. Um, first and foremost, you, 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 you say it. I'm a family man. Um, I'm a Christian, um, and, and, and I stand by the principles that all of that goes along with. Um, but, you know, you're a little degen, too. So I like that, right? A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> so that, that's actually why I, uh, you know, brought uh, Jake with me here. He's he's my chief of operations for uh, DeFi Gold. And, you know, he has a lot of the same values I do. He's he's a little younger than I am, which is all right. You know, we need some young blood in the space too. So, <laughs> but he's going to uh, kind of go over everything with DeFi Gold and make sure that uh, everything's there and that I'm here to back up because, um primarily what I've been doing on this is uh, the development stuff and lining up some marketing things. So it's been, it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. What brought it about? I'm sorry. What brought it about? What, why DeFi gold? Oh, um, well, basically it's sustainability. We wanted a, a project that's going to be sustainable long-term, um, you know, and what's more sustainable than gold, right? It's the longest standing, you know, currency that's ever been, you know, in the history of mankind. Right. Um, you know, whether you look at the long-term chart on, uh, on gold as value goes for the last, you know, hundreds, you know, last 200 years, um, it, that has no comparison. There's nothing, that, nothing like it. And so if you are able to bring that kind of sustainability into the crypto realm, um, that's what it's all about, right? It creates a, a project that provides passive income to the holders just by holding on to it because of the multiple revenue streams that we have in our project that are not currently um, derived from the investors. So most projects out there, they can't live without people investing, right? It, without you buying their charts so that they can get tax income, right? So that from your, your transaction fees. You know, we're actually going to remove our transaction fees pretty soon. Actually, it's probably going to be within the next 30 to 45 days. We'll remove all of our transaction fees and we'll be able to continually, continuously grow our project just based on our revenue streams. So, I mean, I haven't seen another project like that that's, you know, in the, in the DeFi space that's not even listed on CMC yet, which, you know, that obviously that's in the works, but there's nothing like it out there. And so that's what we really, we really wanted to do is provide passive income and a chart that can actually be seen to grow exponentially. And so that's why gold is one of our revenue streams. Um, that's why we have a uh, a placer mine going down in Montana starting around April. Uh, we're going to video document that entire um, trip going out there, um, you know, and, and, you know, doing our little assessment on the land, you know, having a ge geological survey done as well. Um, there's already been an assay done on that property. Um, just, I think it was 2014 that they did it and they were able to, um, what the assay said is they're pulling about a half an ounce of gold per ton of rock. So uh, per bucket load of an excavator, you get about two tons and they're pulling about half an ounce per 
uh, ton, so it's about a ton, I mean, an ounce per ton. So each bucket load on that excavator is worth about $1,800 based on today's market price of gold, mm-hmm. um, which is which is huge. I mean, so we just get an excavator out there. We, you know, we have our placer mine that's going to go in the creek where there's a lot of gold flowing from the runoff from those mountains after the, after the, uh, the spring thaw and everything. And it just helps to continually, continuously provide passive income on that side as well. Um, we're also it's right now talking and still under negotiation. I have to give them a call again today uh, with a team up in Alaska who has a, um, I don't know if you've seen the Bering Sea Gold Show, but they have a boat. I've watched it. Uh, yep. They have a boat with a, an onboard uh, suction dredge system that sucks the you know dirt off the bottom of the seafloor and it runs on the dredge up on top of the boat and then pulls the gold out of the dirt, spits the dirt back out on there into the, into the bay and, and um, each one of those spots that those people are in, those are all claims. So the state of Alaska actually leases those on 10-year leases, and this team already has a lease on one. So we've been talking to them. Uh, one of the members of the crew that we're talking to is actually, uh, his name's Hurricane Dave. He's actually from the TV show. Um, I can't guarantee that, you know, if we can come to an agreement with that, I can't guarantee we'll be on the TV show. You never know with crypto projects and, you know, the, whatever they cut out in the discovery, uh, you know, editing room. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, it's just additional things that we can put on our, our you know, resume of our project, things that will provide passive income. Right now, the, the main income stream for our project is actually our, um, our trading bots. So we have arbitrage trading going on right now. Uh, currently, we, we put daily updates on how much we're, um, you know, compounding on a daily basis with that. But right now, we're averaging uh, between 4 and 5% compounding daily. So just in the last six days, I posted an update this morning. Before this, we've actually pulled uh, 35% profits up based on our initial um, investment into that pool, that specific pool anyways. Um, and so we've taken the $9,100 initial and turned it into uh, over $12,000 at this point, just in less than a week. And so that can I, is... Can I break some things down in bite-sized pieces for yeah. those that are not understanding how a passive income project works? Yeah, of course. Okay. Um, here, here's, here's the thing. I think when we talk about adding value to a space versus taking value, um, don't confuse it with profit, right? Um, you know, you have to be, you, you have to, to understand from an investor's standpoint that you cannot be dependent on one revenue stream. And because the technology is not there yet for us to be all in on, um, you know, Web3, um, we have to integrate real-life assets um, in order for, to facilitate sustainability and income, right? Um, and as a consequence, I like projects that are tied to real-life assets until we get there with the technology. I love it even better when it's integrated, right? Um, but these are real things that you can buy into. Now, I love a good shitcoin like the next person. I'm always talking about crack cat. Carmen hates when I say that. Um, <laughs> you know, I love a good shit going like the next person, right? Um, but understanding the difference between the two. Um, and, and when you're looking at a project like DeFi Gold, um, I'm going to have some questions about the environmental impact because I think that's important as well. Um, but when you're looking at a project uh, of DeFi Gold and you're looking at the team um, and you're thinking, okay, what's the driving factor there? And that driving factor, is it one of a value proposition? 
not only on long-term sustainability, because I, I have things that I buy and I want to come back five years later. I'm not looking at the chart, not looking at the floor. Um, it's in deep, deep cold storage, like down in the bottom of the deep freeze, right? Um, you know, it's nowhere near any kind of connection. Um, and there are things that I buy and I, and I keep that way. Um, and then I'll buy in on a second wallet. We're never going to talk about how many wallets I have. Um, and I'll buy on a second wallet with the intention to maybe trade back and forth, pull some profit, things like that, right? And what I love about DeFi Gold, um, and yeah, I'm still mad about the stealth launch that I didn't get the link to. Um, and I'm going to have to delete this episode, Nelson, because all that you just dropped was some alpha there. And I so I need to buy in before everybody else gets in. Um, <laughs> but what I love about it is the simplification of what the process is, but also, also the tie-in for the asset, right? The, the vault, right? The, the not dependent on the movement of the chart for sustainability and long-term vision of where the project wants to go. That is innovative. That is adding value to Web3. That is taking care of a community that says, hey, if you buy into this vision with me and we lock arms and we move together, here's my vision. This is how I see it. And these are the steps that I'm taking to get us there. Are you with me? Well, just take my money already, right? Um, absolutely. Um, and here's what I think is so important. You came into this space and you saw a need for something. You addressed that need, and then you went ahead and built it. And that's why I will always be a fan of the people that are coming in and putting skin in the game because I know that my $1, my $100, my $1,000, my $10,000, my $50, my $1 million is going to have as much value to you as it does to me no matter what the dollar amount is. Love that. Love that. This is where you can play the soundboard, Carmen, and have the applause. You know I don't have one. And, by the way, like, the fact that there is an in-real-life mind that we're going to go on expedition for, I'm not going to lie. Like, I have no business mining or being on an expedition, but I'm choosing an outfit that's appropriate for pictures. So, Nelson, it's coming. You got. I'm coming with you no matter what. I may be there for just a couple of hours and Uber my way back to the hotel, but I'm going to be there to support you guys in your adventure. Um, I also brought to Sage Crypto's A. Good morning. Another friend that we met in Miami. Um, I had moderated a panel for you. Good morning. Good morning, Carmen. How are you? Good morning. Everybody so good. else that's on the panel. Want to welcome you. Thanks for popping in. You know, you're a wealth of knowledge too. Um, Nelson. You know what I liked about your launch is that, you know, since we've known each other for so long, we're starting to see innovation with, you know, how projects are built. Not only do you have an in real life asset that we're managing, but we also have a combination of how you launched using NFTs and your token. Can you talk a little bit about that strategy? Um, actually, I was going to, uh, before I wanted to continue going, I did want to introduce Jake and let him kind of run down a little bit about who he is, because he is, uh, being the co-founder, he's a major part of the project. So I, I, would, I would love to hand the mic over to Jake, if that's all right with you, Carmen. Yeah, absolutely. Make Jake work. Jake, get to work. 
Yeah, I also I I, I had that question on the environmental impact as well. Um, so either Nelson or Jake can answer that. Yeah, of course. Hey, 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 how we doing? How we doing? Call me, Nelson caught me off guard. I was just uh, <laughs> just finishing up out the shower real quick. I had you guys on full blast the whole time. I was like, hopefully they don't call me in, but I made it out the shower, so we're good. How we doing? How we doing? Um, but yeah, my name's Jake. Uh, I'm uh, chief of operations for uh, DeFi Gold, helping making sure everything gets executed and, and a steady growth throughout. Uh, my background is in electrical engineering. I've been working doing DOD work for 11 years and kind of shifted over to full-time crypto about two years ago. Um, did a lot of done a lot of development myself and uh, done a lot of consulting for other projects and helping and building and growing. Uh, it's always a pleasure to you know grow and start a community and just you know, put your efforts in every day. I know you guys all know this. Yeah, you know, uh, as far as uh, you know, Queen. And our mistress and Carmen have always already talked about, you know, it's the, the hard work and effort really does pay off. And and that's something that we really been focused on at DeFi Gold amongst being, you know, as transparent as possible. Uh, you, you know, our KYC, our, our our audit for our contracts right out the gate. Um, a lot of a lot of great stuff. Uh, it's more than just a crypto token. It, it's a it's a real established company then that's going to grow. So, yeah, I'm excited to get into some more details. For sure. Uh, I know you said you had a question about environmental impact. Yeah, because, uh, you know, he here's the thing, right? Um, <laughs> and my oldest daughter has educated me on this and my fragrant misuse of this one planet that we have. Um, I get the daily text messages, Mom, did you recycle today? No. Good morning. How are you? Uh, <laughs> um, but But she does bring a very, very good point since my grandson is the light of my life. Um, and I, I, I'm, I, I want to leave something of value to him and the generations after him, right? Um, and so when we talk about um, gold as a precious metal and where it lives, um, there's an impact to the environment. Um, again, I'm a fan of profit, probably the biggest fan, but I'm also the biggest fan of social responsibility with profit. Um, and I know um, Nelson particularly is like-minded. He's part of a uh, a water project that I've spoken to him about that I absolutely love as well and, and, and thinking about shifting my focus there. Um, but but how is that balancing with your personal views or, or the company's view on the environmental impact of um, mining? Uh, I'll take that one um, real quick, Jake. So uh, that is one thing that we actually had spoken about um, pretty early on and the reason being was actually because of Clearwater. Um, so Clearwater kind of uh, helped me to educate myself with a lot of, you know, the, the environmental impacts of different things and stuff like that. So obviously with the gold mining, that was one of the first things that we had looked into. So there's a company actually called Green Gold. Um, and they have a website, it's called greengoldtechnology.com. And what they do is they go out and they'll assess your mining operation and your project and help you to make it more green, make it more eco-friendly and things like that. And so that is actually one of the plans for our future mine that we're going to own. Now with, with the team in Alaska, they're, you know, they're just dredging underwater. There's not really much for their, for an assessment on that. You know what I mean? They're, they're commercial divers that go down and use a suction hose and then put the dirt back. So, <laughs> 
so that's a little bit little bit different so there's not really much environmental impact there yeah there is going to be some you know sea life that'll be disturbed on that um I, I can't help that that's that's not really my you know team doing that as somebody that we would be um you know having a contractual agreement with so um, I'm not sure exactly what the environmental impact is on that side, but with our personal mind, I do have plans to use Green Gold's system and their uh, resources to be able to have our project assessed to make sure that we are staying as envir environmentally friendly as we can. Um, now with uh, a dredge system, if we're, as long as we're not displacing um, most of the creek floor for running a dredge on, on the creek that's on the, on the claim in Montana, um, like a big, big one, then most of the ecosystem there is not going to be impacted. Um, I have done the research on that. So it, a very small one is not really going to have much environmental impact. But then, uh, you know, obviously we would have to get with Green Gold to have, you know, further plans for the actual mining operation that would be on the property as well, too, with the excavators and everything to make sure that we're staying as eco-friendly as possible. Love that. Love that. Yes, I am familiar with Green Gold. Went down that rabbit hole one night. Um, don't ask me why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A, a, another the quick things one. my mind consume. Another but I am familiar with to... them and I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, and, and again, and this is probably Carmen is going to say it's because I'm a fangirl, but I'm a fangirl of, of people. Right. Um, and it just goes to show the quality that went into the creation of this project um, and where you guys are looking to go. And I am absolutely a fan of passive income. Um, you know, on, on one of my bios, on one of my many Twitter profiles, it says that my money should be making money. I think it says it on, on, on one of my wallets for my NFT account too. make money, make money. Right. Um, and people don't understand what I mean by that. Um, if I'm investing in something, there's nothing I love more than passive income. Oh, my God, it gets me excited. That's my love language. Um, and I love the innovation and the tie in with the NFT because we saw it on Betcha Beans. I don't even know what stage that project is in. I just know I, I hold the NFT and at some point I get profit, get tokens. I get something right um, and Carmen was telling me privately when we were having a discussion, she said, hey, you know, this is what DeFi Gold is doing. I'm like, oh, wow, they did that uh, um, because Bet Your Beans was the first that I heard about it. Um, and I love that you guys are pushing forward with that initiative. I am at times a lazy investor, right? Let me buy it and forget it. Um, and I love the innovation that you're bringing to the space when you're utilizing NFTs to do exactly the same. So, Jake, if you want to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we just launched our uh, goldenmint.io, which is our NFT platform, our sister website to uh, defigold.io. And on that website, you'll be able to uh, buy our actual NFTs, which uh, kind of secure you a spot as a raffle ticket. So right now we're doing a Mutant 8 giveaway. Um, I think the raffle tickets are 0.1 each a piece. And that raffle ticket grants you an entry into a raffle for the Mutant Ape. Um, so that's one way we're also bringing additional revenue to the project uh, through through that. Uh, that's one of our five revenue streams that we have to you know ensure longevity and growth throughout, like we said. Um, so we're excited to definitely get that off the ground. We actually have a giveaway for one right now for any new holder, any new yeah, any new entry, any new buy of the actual token will uh, be raffled off. What blockchain are you on? We are on ERC-20. Uniswap. Um, uh, okay, so that's ETH? 
Ethereum. Yes. Ethereum. Yeah. Ethereum. Yeah. Um, so, asking me for ETH you know at this what point. Was coming. You, you I knew know it. What was coming. I knew it. You know what was coming, and it's not like you don't know the wallet address. So, um, <laughs> if you could just shoot <laughs> some ETH my way, I got you. <laughs> um, because uh, so I'm gonna hold you all hostage. Either you shoot the ETH my way, or I'm deleting this episode until I can move <laughs> it to buy it before anybody else um, finds out about this gem, right? So, yeah, I'm yeah. holding the panel hostage. Carmen, so, send the ETH or, or, or buy it and send me some tokens. Let me hold that. Um, big fan of what you guys are doing. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to chill with my excitement. Let me just give my props to my guy, Media Eye. I'm so excited to have you back, bro. I had withdrawal symptoms, right? I had withdrawal symptoms. Welcome back, buddy. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm uh, I'm on daddy duty. I thought the space started at 10 a.m. my time, and I looked. I'm like, oh, crap. It started at 9. <laughs> so I'm happy to be here. Thank you, guys. I love what I'm hearing so far. Shout out to DeFi Gold. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for showing up. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, when it comes to, the, I guess, uh, some more revenue streams, I can go over the rest of those real quick. I, I know we mentioned the, the mine in Montana, which we are already planning to trip up there uh, March, end of March, April. So that's when the ground will start to thaw out a bit. So we'll be going up there. We'll be assaying the land, um, taking some samples as well. Some samples have already been drawn off of that, and it's producing about a half ounce per two ton of rock. And to put things into perspective, uh, a load takes about six tons, I believe. So, uh, you know, that's some pretty good yield. An ounce of gold right now, I think it's around like $1,600, $1,500. So, 18. Oh, see, gold's going up. <laughs> gold's going up. So, you know, it's, it's, th and the thing is, is our project doesn't rely, is not relying on the gold that comes out of the ground. That's a bonus for the whole system that we have running. You know, we already, Nelson already mentioned we've already you know pulled in 35% this week and that's only in one week you know that's enough to do what we said in in our white paper or gold paper and and do some buybacks and and flip the chart honestly so and that's going to happen we don't you know we can sit around and and do our tr easy you know traditional marketing and acquire good and foundation and good holders and not you know worry about all right, are we going to be able to produce this, you know, more volume? Are we going to be able to, you know, reward our stakers? Well, we have five different ways to do that. So uh, it, that's super exciting. And uh, it's something that we've, you know, on the back end, it's, it takes effort every day, but uh, it's, you know, so is, we don't seem as present maybe in the telegram or, or, you know, whatever you want to say, uh, you know, we have a huge community, a huge team to take care of a lot of that stuff. Uh, if you see in our website, you know, a lot of community mods, a lot of people who are actually well known in the space throughout other communities. So it's super exciting to be able to bring, you know, a lot of people who are known in other projects or known from different spaces and uh, collab in one area. So I see Papa Woody down there hanging out. Happy to have him on board. We have another fire AMA tonight. You know, this is this will be our third AMA in two days. So we're just getting the ball rolling as as far as letting people know who we are. And, and getting more exposure uh you know we only have 100 holders 100 plus holders maybe like 110 i think uh i think uh, 15,000 over 15,000 dollars a stake i may be wrong 10 to 15,000 dollars is already staked in our staking pool so 
a lot of a lot of stuff is already out and rolling and live. So it's it's just a testament to who the team is, what we really plan to do, and the longevity of the project. So love it, Zay. You got a question, buddy? Uh, yeah, I kind of miss everything. Twitter's been messing me up all day. I'm sorry, but uh, I, I I'm kind of I'm on the road, so I'm kind of doing some research on you guys as I can, but I kind of miss all that you stated. And I'm not going to have you repeat it overall, but I just wanted to ask, uh, uh, how were you guys funded? Yeah, we all got that that that, that mark from, from Twitter. Yeah, you're rugging a little bit, Zay. I think your question was, how were they funded? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no problem. So we didn't do any type of private sale. We actually did a, a, an initial just allocation, which for LP providers, and we had 10 different LP providers of one ETH each, and they've all been vested for uh, four weeks with they get 10% of the total LP and, and they get 1% released every week. So, so far, we've given out that first round of week and pretty sure every single seed investor has staked their LP. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I know majority are, have staked their LP. Uh, I mean, clearly there's been no sell-offs on the chart at all, and they've all been uh, vested uh, providers. And most of them, I think three or four of them are actually on, uh, are part of the team. So uh, it's when it comes to the initial LP and the funding, it, it was from word of mouth and, and from the people who really want to build this thing up together. Yeah, was, uh, was that period... Was that period open to everyone or just select few folks to invest that one? Year? No, seed in, seed investors were, yeah, seed investors are were specifically chosen because of the fact that they were um, people that are trustworthy, you know, and they had to be fully doxxed, um, you know, people to, uh, to our founders and everything as well, too, because seed investors are basically considered to be shareholders, you know what I mean? So those people have to be uh, have to go through a vetting process. They have to answer some questions. They have to be willing to provide us information and things like that, and agree to the terms. And uh, the ones that you know that we invited into are people that were very trustworthy in this space that we know. And like I said, they, none of them have actual tokens. They only have the uh, the, the LP tokens, which I know are are valuable as well. But it was more of a um, uh, it was more risky to give them, you know, actual tokens because of the fact that, you know, we never know what could happen as far as after the fact, if somebody were to just dump on our chart like that. So, um, yeah, the majority of them are fully vested uh, or sorry, fully staked um, for the long term. And they're all just trustworthy people. There was 10 total people that was in it, um, myself included. I, of course, I wanted to be a seed investor in you know, the project that I was developing. So <laughs> I invested quite a bit more than one ETH, but uh, overall, but of course, I, I only threw the one ETH at the seed. Well, and to oh, add, the uh, other I only asked, oh, sorry. No, just to add real quick, just, you know, just to give you a little bit more understanding too, it's the 10% of our total LP is, is all that will be distributed over, you know, a four, four week period. Um, and the, one of the cool things that we have built into the contract is that 2% of every, every transaction is, is sent directly to the liquidity pool. So 
ETH is sent directly to that liquidity pool. And in order for that to happen, it has to mint new LP tokens. So we will, through our taxes and through what we've instilled in the contract, we will, you know, reciprocate all of the LP token, that 10% of the LP tokens that we've distributed. So in turn, we'll... Go ahead. My bad. I'm really rugged here. I do apologize. I'm I'm sorry. Um, The only reason I asked it in that way was just in the wake of the whole library token thing. Um, And also, I was just looking at it. Um, I know you said you didn't give them the real token. You gave them the LP token. Like Nobody's going to care. It's still a token. And also, are the LP and you're saying the LP tokens are vested over four months, four years? They're vested because if if you gave me the LP token as an investor and I just wanted to sell it within the liquidity pool that the two percent is going into, couldn't I just do that? They could, yes, but we have uh, we have multiple different revenue streams. So our our I don't know I know you missed it at the beginning. However, our main revenue stream right now we have arbitrage and trading bots going which is where we've pulled in the additional 35% in revenue for the past six days. Um, and oh, those wow. are actually going to be, those are going to be fed into the liquidity pool as well too. So those are going to help us to have monthly liquidity pool injections. So even if they did dump on our chart, even if, you know, right when they get their, their, you know, their uh, tokens after the four weeks is up for them to get into, because, you know, the whole space is very scared right now, especially with FTX you know, seed investors, we, they didn't want to have that tie down to something like that. But we that's why we have the LP staking on our contract as well, too. So most of them that have already received their first allocation of that after that first week have already gone and staked their whole bag um, of their LP tokens long term. I mean, we we sent out, you know, um, most of them yesterday and the majority of them have staked it for 12 months. We have long-term staking pools on that. So like I said, we have, we have fail safes in place. We have the, um, the capital uh, on the, you know, on hand for us to be able to take care of anything that happens to the chart, you know, from anything like that. So it's not like we're, you know, just handing out shares of our project, just like, you know, FTX did with Binance and, (laughs) and hoping that, you know, something doesn't happen, right? <laughs> okay, copy, copy. Yeah, I'll, I'll yield my time and I do my due diligence. I do appreciate the responses to, to the questions, but I just Absolutely. wanted to know that since it was fresh off the brain. Uh, of course. Appreciate you, No time to yield, Zay. That's that's what this space is, right? I, 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 I don't want to get into the, to the tech specs in terms of um, don't show me. <laughs> don't show me. Um, we're going to ask those tough questions because um, I'm bringing you into our, our circle of influence. And if I'm going to stand beside you and say, hey, um, let's talk about the trust factor that's needed here. Um, I expect the tough questions and I expect you to answer um, because if I'm standing side by side with you, um, the light ain't just shining on you. It's shining on me as well. So there's absolutely no time to yield, Zay. Excellent questions asked. Um, I will ask um, either Jake or Nelson to break down what an LP token is. Or Zay, jump in, man. You know, education is part of your forum as well. Um, what an LP token is and what that means on a chart. 
Yep. So uh, when an, a project is first launched, um, when they're actually tradable is once they've actually provided liquidity to Uniswap, which what that is, is giving them a portion of the supply of your token and then also giving them Ethereum to peg that token to. So an LP token is literally a share of that pool. So the, uh, the tokens themselves that you would go buy on Uniswap are tokens that are from that LP pool that we've injected into Uniswap. So that's how LP works, right? So there's, there's two tokens you can actually, you know, in a way, buy when you're you know, going to invest in a token through Uniswap. You can buy either their standard contract token, which is you know, the, the cryptocurrency token itself, which is pegged to Ethereum, or you can go and inject your own Ethereum and your own uh, DeFi gold tokens, and then receive back from Uniswap your own minted LP token. So the LP tokens are all of them, basically a 50-50 split of Ethereum and uh, DeFi gold. So they're a more valuable token than themselves is how that works. Which yeah, is and why don't we're go rushing to... buying LP tokens, guys. There's inherent loss with that. Um there can you be know, this. yeah, don't go rushing buying LP tokens. Um, there's inherent loss to that that you need to understand. Um, you know, I, I will tell you this, Nelson. Um, the stealth launch, I'm a fan of. Um, and also, as the current market conditions exist, um, you know, if I'm buying into a pre-sale, <laughs> I'm prepared for the dump. So that means I'm not buying into a pre-sale. I'm going to wait for that dump, and then I'm going to pick it up. And if it's something that I really care about, I'll hold um, and maybe tr trade off the value at the top and buy back in and continue that cycle. Um, so it's important that people understand why you chose the method that you chose for such a phenomenal project to bring it out the way you did. Um, having that trusted network, that trusted circle that says, hey, here's my idea, here's my vision, but I need someone um, to help me. Um, share that vision with others and I need it in the form of support for the liquidity right because um, when you create a token you have to have some value that it's traded against and this is where most people get confused so you're creating money out of thin air N not really not really that that's 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 the perception but the deeper meaning goes that you're pairing it with something that has an established value and as a consequence as you buy in right um, you are at a set price when you buy in. And of course, as the price goes up because more people are buying in, right, that's where you start to see the accumulation and the additional zeros um, coming at the end of what your value is in your trust wallet, your MetaMask, wherever you hold it, right? Um, but what typically has happened and has been the fad for the past year is they hold these big pre-sales. They allocate a certain percentage to marketing because marketing in this space is very expensive. And as a consequence, the people that are buying in um, sometimes get it at a, pre a cheaper price than the, the regular person that's buying in, right, once it goes public. That's not always the case. I've seen pre-sales where it was priced higher than the public. Right. Um, so that's not always the case. It's just one method that can be utilized when deploying a token contract. Um, in addition to that, um, you have to contend with all the hype 
that the marketing is creating to bring new investors coming in. And as a consequence, people are in here for profit. They don't care about the team. They don't care about the project. They want to make a quick flip. And as a consequence, if they're buying in at a lower price and it goes public and it reaches a higher price, the automatic runoff is that they sell. So when they sell, price goes down, you're sitting at a floor, have nobody to hold your floor. Here's the flip to that. When you allow a trusted network to come in and say, here's my vision, share this vision with me, here's my journey, this is where I'm going to be at, can you support me in this? And I'm going to lock you out of claiming what you give me for a period of time to safeguard my community and the other people that um, are sharing this vision and this journey with me, right? So I am a fan of the Stealth Launch. I am a fan of, of providing seed funding um, from a trusted network of friends that's going to hold, that understands that, hey, this is not the McDonald's money of today. This is the Root Chris money of five weeks from now, right? That's me. Um, you know, but those are excellent questions to ask you. And I think you had your hand up for something else. By all means, man, I'm loving this discussion. Jump on in. Yeah, you're rug you're rugging, Zay. We didn't get any of that, buddy. I heard a robot. That's about it. I heard <laughs> Try to back, yeah. try to leave and come back in. Either that or I try the airplane mode one sometimes. Um, let's see if that works. If I drop him down. Um, sometimes if you drop down his list and come back up, it works. But but all of it, excellent questions, right? And I'm glad you're comfortable in answering it because, you know, again, if we're going to lend our brand, if we're going to stand beside you um, while that spotlight is, is shining and we're promoting that, um, we have to have that circle of trust, right? Who are the people behind the creation? Um, what safeguards did you put in place for the community with that seed funding? Um, you know, how are they going to extract that? Um, you know, where are we going to end up when you're not depending on, on, on the chart and massive amounts of marketing? So when you talk about um, having an additional stream of revenue to plug that liquidity, to plug back into the project, and ultimately to play yourself, because um, if you're not paying yourself, right? I, I, I ain't fucking with you. Um, nobody works for free. I don't expect anybody to work for free, right? Um, so I want to see that you're, you're, you're putting skin in the game at the same time. Your family's got to eat too. That tells me if you are drawing a salary, if you're paying your team to work, it means you're committed to moving something forward. Anybody that says to me, oh, I'm not here for the profit. I don't know. I'm going to give you the side eye because I'm, I'm here for the profit, right? Um, I'm here for what I can do with the profit. So I love teams that talk about very openly what the allocation is. Um, and, and, and I'm not one of those people that go, well, why is your team have so much? Bro, I ain't here to work 16 hours a day on Twitter, Telegram, Discord for you to come in and keep asking me when CMC, when Lambo, when Moon, right? And be as polite as possible to answer you um, and not draw a salary. Um, you know, you have access to these team members and, and, and you go in, you can't walk into Apple and ask to speak to Steve Jobs when he was in power, right? But we have this expectation in this space that we can get into a Telegram, get into a Discord, get up on a Twitter space and say, I want to talk to you. 
right? Like all you have to do all day long is to engage in these conversations. We all know you don't. And if I see too much of you, I'm like, what are you doing? Yo, you holding my money. I need you to be working. You can't be hanging out in Twitter space to see who's who. Bro, get to work. Make my money, make money, right? But that's my mindset. That's my mindset when it comes to investing and expecting a return of value. Go ahead, media eye. I think it's also important for people's founders, for um, protocols founders to be present, to show a presence. Because I think a lot of founders get away with murder by not being present. I think in this space, it's it's like, it's very important to establish who you are, what your background is, and what you, what's your relation to the blockchain. You know, I want to hear about who you are, how you founded this, why you founded this, and if your ideals align with the roadmap that you're presenting. You know, I think a lot of people don't consider that. And they feel like they feel as if they don't want to be present. And everybody has a choice. But I feel that in Web3, there needs to be that layer of transparency that's missing. You know, and I feel like a lot of people get away with, you know, a lot of unresolved issues within their community. And they don't really care about the community. They care about numbers. You know, you, you have to treat people like people in this space because your community is full of investors. It's full of artists, creatives. Your community isn't just followers. It's like a bunch of different niches within the space that collectively make your community so if we want to move forward i feel that you know yeah you shouldn't be here all the time but there you, you should have a presence people should know who you are you know it's like going to a, going to a um party shaking hands and somebody asks who you are and you're like well, i'm the founder of this and they're like well i've never seen you before <laughs> facts facts and that's why i love why he why zay asked that question right like how are you funded because i'm gonna be the nosy one going i'll be i'll be tracking your shit Man, I, I will be running that contract 10 ways to Sunday um, when if it's something I care about, right? And that's the difference, right? I want to check that code. I don't know anything about code, so I'm running it through all the free Telegram bot groups that I'm in to check all of that. And then I'm going to send it to a dev friend going, man, check that contract for me, right? <laughs> um, you know, and that's what's important in the whole conversation. Um, where's that money coming from? Right. What's the passion and what's the purpose? What's the value proposition? What are you bringing new to the space? Because I'm tired of I'm tired of people in this space wrapping shit up in 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 new packaging and, and talking about being an innovator. Um, and, and that's why I said from the beginning, you know, just tell me it's Nelson and I'm gonna buy in because his integrity level um, and what he's doing and the value he's adding to the space is why we have this space. Right. This particular space are only for people that we have vetted 10 ways to Sunday, right? CIA don't want nothing on me going down that rabbit hole about who you are, right? Um, and, and so it's important that when we bring it to this particular space, um, you know, we're sharing our circle of influence. We're sharing our trusted network and saying, hey, you know, here's someone that I think you might like um, what they're doing, what they're creating. Um, and if you choose to buy in, fantastic. You'll be part of a great community. And if not, by all means, it's all good, right? That's the value we bring to the space. Go ahead, Crypto Zay. Uh, yeah, so um, I like what the media was talking about because uh, it, it goes in hand in hand with my premise of folks having a false sense that they know how to run a business uh, in this Web3 space. Um, Overall, in Web3, it's also weird because some of the projects that are, quote unquote, doing well are the ones where the founders are not doxxed and all of this. Like only in this space where like it becomes cool to not know who you're giving your money to 
And that clearly we see how that's playing out. So, like, I totally agree with you have to show face. You have to, you know, especially with this small, tight-knit of a, of a sector, you have to be personable to the folks that are believing in you, you know, so much that they're giving you money, right? But it, it's also a weird sentiment in this space that, you, you know, it, I don't want to be doxxed. I don't want to give up my information. I don't want to do this and do that. When, you know, in all honesty, that's what got us in trouble because people were failing to vet those that they were handing their money over to. I mean, in the case of everything, but most recently FTX. So, like, I'm looking at it like if people, especially us as, I mean, the investors are really who, who I'm really talking to because the schemes and everything are going to continue to happen. But for us as investors, if we don't ask the tough questions, if we don't like request a business plan, a revenue stream, things of that nature, like I'm like, I'm not buying any NFT projects that don't come with a business plan in 2023, because at the end of it, no, none of these project leaders plan for the bear market or plan for anything else. So I want to know your background. I want to know what you've done. So I know that you can you're qualified enough to take my money and multiply this shit. Because if, if if I wanted to just throw my money away, I could have just threw it off this bridge that I'm driving over right now. Like, <laughs> it makes no sense why people get, well, I do understand why people get hoodwinked. It's the marketing. And I talk about this all the time that, like, marketing are really tricking a lot of the new folks that don't really know much of anything about the space or understand how the space should work. They just get hoodwinked by buzzwords and new marketing stuff and this and that. And all the headlines about NFTs is how much money somebody made by flipping XYZ. There's no actual real information about, shoot, not even about just the risk behind it all. Like, you know, just just um, publicizing the the wrongdoings that have happened in the past and potentially learning from it like that, that could go a long way, but that's not the, the narrative around this space. So with all that culminating, you get NFTs that we presently have, <laughs> you get the BS that we got to go through. Right. Um, and so I think like we, we, as investors, we ought to just focus on the projects that have that, and we keep talking about utility, but shit, it's a revenue stream. It's a business plan. Like they have some type of a plan and it's not just bilking liquidity from the small community that, that uh, you already have. Like it, it makes no sense. There's no scalability or sustainability behind it. And then uh, kudos to you guys, DeFi Gold, because you, you're basically, you basically went with like a, a friends and family seed round uh you know just pre-seed type of funding type of you know uh method which i don't see no problem with it overall it's just like you having a business you guys came together and y your business just has a, a a blockchain or crypto component to it and uh, but you you have your main revenue streams and providing services or um products to individuals so you can make money from that that's the major problem and major thing that all of these big 
projects fail to understand, comprehend, or put together. And the funny thing is, even if they had made their money, like, by mistake, and, like, I'm not expecting everyone to know business. I didn't know business. I had to figure the shit out myself, right? But they could have at least paid people that were smarter than them with all that money that they done made and actually made a business out of it. It's the same thing with the people people that took the PVP loan but didn't have a business. Yeah, I actually could have started a business and maybe you would have been all right. But I'll, I'll yield my time. I'm on the road just having fun, y'all. It's all good, man. <laughs> I appreciate the insight. Um, you know, it, again, got to hold truth to power, man. That At the end of the day, that's what it is. And so um, when it comes right down to how we peel back those layers, and we talk about um, setting the right mindset um, to gain true financial freedom. It's understanding at the core of what drives somebody to do something, to create something, to bring something forward, and then what motivates them to continue to build that. Um, that's why I'm a fan of knowing who the team is. 80% buy into the team, 20% buy into the product. Um, I stand by those numbers, right? And I'm a fan of stealth launches. Um, and I'm a fan of it because that big marketing, um, to me makes no sense, right? So you go you go through the pre-sale and, and the typical allocation is 60% towards the liquidity and 40% towards the marketing. Well, okay, I may not be that great at math, but if you're building something and you need the money to build, why the fuck are you spending money on marketing? Is that oxymoron of making me go through 10 different hoops and early on this summer having me in a discord going quack quack to get a fucking whitelist bro why do i have to whitelist to give you my money yeah i did that i did that i'm gonna say it i did it um <laughs> but yo that's my dj and place for nfts but 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 again going right back to to the the old expectation in this space and and i love to draw the comparison um and it's why i say um you know, the bad actors that, that everybody else wants to highlight outside of this niche, outside of this bubble, it's, it's, it's laughable. It is, it is the best comedy for me because you're taking, you're taking a look at this little bit of money that got leaked out out of this space compared to the shit that banks have been doing for so long. Like fundamentally, let me break it down to you this way. You work for X amount of dollars and you got $25. You go to the bank to deposit your $25. And the bank says to you, hey, it's $5 to open this account. So now you're down to $20, right? So you've got $20 sitting in the bank, right? Um, and at the end of the month, you get a charge for $8, right, for the bank holding your money. So now you're down to $12, right, from the initial $25 startup, right? And you want to call crypto a Ponzi scheme? Is that and the bank I, of Ethereum? Uh, could be, right? So, so now I and, go to take my money out. So I, I want my $12 now. I need to buy bread and milk. I go to get my $12. Um, no, you can take out $2 today, $2 24 hours from now. But wait, when I came, I gave you all my money at one time. I didn't break it up. I gave you all my money at one time. Well, that's not how it works. What the fuck do you mean that's not how it works? Girl, meantime, if you lived in Europe and you're in the EU and you were locked down with your maximum cash flow, which is happening right now, that, you know, you would. <laughs> but at the same time, however, the point being, 
at the same time. Is your $12 sitting there making money for you? Um, absolutely. But it's just not making it for you. It's making it for someone else. Right? It's making it for someone else. And at the end of the day, that is the mindset that you need to have when you're thinking about investing. When I say break the programming, break the programming and dollar cost average your life, not yeah. just your dollars. Dollar cost average your life to understand that it's not about the hype. You take a look at a project. You see what they're doing, understanding that it has to be dependent on several revenue streams to gain sustainability and to build out, to scale out. You have to have a flow that's coming in, and it cannot be dependent on one stream to properly build. So when you look at projects with the mindset to invest, don't bypass the small market caps. Don't bypass the one that doesn't have the biggest spotlight and, and, and everybody trending it on Twitter. Take a look at the team that's building. Take a look at the work they're doing and absolutely ask the question on one, how did they get funded? Two, what brought you to the space? Three, what's your experience and where are you planning to go? What is your business plan? Absolutely. Stop ask buying. Stop buying the all-time high. Period. Stop. Uh, stop I, I, I on the was, hunt. I thought that was a rule. You buy high and sell low. You mean no, 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 no. <laughs> but I want to. I want to hear what media I have to say. Oh no! I was just saying. Shout out to uh, DeFi Gold for the pre-seed funding because that's something that I learned along the way with dealing with the with the team. Because sometimes with the team, you have to like allow people to do their thing. But one thing that I wish that we would have considered was seeking more funding ahead of time, because the worst thing you can do is not consider the unforeseen circumstances that happen along the way. All the disruptive things that will happen as far as delays in uh, your project. You, you need a lot of money to start something. I, I don't care what it is. You need to hire developers that know what they're doing, that have a portfolio displaying their expertise in the projects they built in the past. If not, you will keep and continue to delay and delay and delay, hoping that someone that isn't experienced can pick up along the way as you go. And I have to shout out. Now, I'm a person that keeps it 100% real. That is something that we've been facing recently, and I, I know what it is. And it sucks to have to seek funding like you know a little bit after Cedron. But the most beautiful thing is not having a tangible project available and funding it first. But you need a tangible. If you don't have something tangible, people don't know what they're looking at. They don't know what they have. And I think DeFi Gold is setting an example of here's our pre-seed, here's our funding, here's what we're going to do to cover that. And I also agree with you, uh, Mistress, about the uh, marketing. What the hell are you marketing? What are we marketing? There's no, there's no demand for Web3 services. Everyone at this moment is trying to get an early access to invest in something that they hope sticks around for the future. You know, marketing-wise, you, you have to be careful with that because I think no one really has an understanding about Web3 moving forward at the moment due to the fact that all of this stuff is new. You know, a lot of this stuff has no ground yet. It's just there. Let, let's talk about the, the influencer title and the NFT expert. Like, you guys don't understand. I troll Twitter for the laughter. It is it is the best comedy that you can find. Um, I read some of these bios, and I am literally sipping a glass of wine going, man, this is the best comedy I could find, right? That, there's no such thing. You can't be an expert in an ever-evolving, <laughs> changing space, man. You just can't. I almost, right? almost cut yeah. out my team. Yeah, the only influence I have, and I barely have that, is if I bribe my kid to, to, to do something in the house, man. Let's be real. I have zero influence, <laughs> right? So, so you know, I, I have to laugh at those those labels because they so don't apply for the rest of us who understand the infinite potential of Web3, why we're here, why we're in this space right now. And we're listening to great projects and founders like Jake and, and Nelson who says, hey, you know, this is what we have. 
Um, we spent time in building it out. We sourced the right people to help us fund. We understood that we didn't, we were not dependent on one stream of revenue to keep things going. We understood that marketing at this point was not feasible for the project to move forward in the way and grow at the pace that's necessary for us to keep abreast of it, right? Um, and, and, and this is why we highlight people like them to show this is what Web3 is. This is why we're here. This is why um, we're attracted to this space. It is the potential, the potential that they can create something great. And I just happen to be sitting in the corner listening in so I can get in. Right. Go ahead, Zay. Uh, hey, Carmen, uh, you were the one that were moderating when I was on there with. I think it Brando. Was yep, that was me. And there we had the expert on the panel. And I do use that term. I, I've been looking for that video so I can laugh. I, I need to find that video. <laughs> I've been trying to get the videos, eh? I've been trying to get the video. That that's one of my comedy highlight reels. But go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, if if you if you yeah, I I think Brando has it, so we might have to contact Brando. But you guys are perfect. Correct. I understand that shit. Even for us who know a lot, it's like, damn, I really don't know a lot. <laughs> like, because once you look at the vast majority of information, techniques, procedures, I. I think we lost him. Um, for those that are listening in, I'm going to have Crypto Zay come in and sit on the hot seat um, for Queens of Crypto um, if he is available for next week. This brother right here. Listen, um, you need to buy into to DeFi gold, but but you're going to find a diamond in, in that mine as well. And it's going to be in the form of Crypto Zay and what he has to contribute. Right. Um, it's really important that we keep that network um, with people that are like-minded, that want to build, that understand that the value proposition is what we do, how we do it. Um, we got to walk the walk and talk the talk at the same time. Um, and you guys are just really great examples of that. Jake, by all means, jump on in, brother. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to add, you know, hearing a lot of good stuff. And, you know, we, we definitely appreciate all that. And it's, it's something that we really considered when, you know, building the team and scaling the team out as we continue moving forward, everyone here on the team that you see on that website is love. And I think that's what is most important and what drives, you know, from our mining manager, you know, him and Nelson having conversations years ago to, you know, just, just showing pictures, you know, David loves gold. He loves dirt. He's passionate about that. He, you know, he may not be fascinated by crypto and, you know, running a business, but you know, he's, that's why he's doing that specific job. And just like everyone else on the team, it's in like you guys had mentioned past experiences and stuff that that plays huge into the part. Uh, and it's just the hurdles that we've all have gone gone through from previous endeavors. And uh, I think there's over 20 years of friendship <laughs> between everyone that's on the team, you know, adding up every, everyone's years that they've known each other. So these things speak volume. Uh, you know, I've. I've scaled the team from the ground up with, you know, all new people before and it takes time and it takes a lot of effort and it takes a lot of weeding out. And this is a huge, you know, having that 
from the start is is a huge I, I would say a milestone to accomplish you know to be able to execute and you know rely on each other for certain things and not really you know have to push or have to demand it, it really makes the boat easy you know sail a lot easier um and yeah i mean a, a lot of good a lot of good voices in here today uh and thank you guys for sure for for you know all the good comments it definitely is inspiring and keeps us you know motivated for sure uh, i had something else i heard something else i was going to say but let me refresh my brain <laughs> I love hit that hit that reload button. <laughs> um, I just want to give a, a shout out to who's been keeping me up um, at, at five thirty six a.m. in the morning, um, and that is Miss Yonda with everything metaverse and and um, yeah, th- this is something that I know you want to put your hands on tying that real life asset um, as passive income and and the implications in Web three and that barrier to entry. So yeah, this is Nelson and this is Jake with DeFi Gold. Um, you know, this queen, <laughs> bro, uh, they said it best. Like, like I thought I knew some shit <laughs> and I realized I don't know a damn thing. Um, joining her Twitter spaces every morning at 6 a.m. where she's going, man, y'all gotta go. <laughs> y'all gotta go. Um, I gotta go. <laughs> and people don't leave. They do not leave. The knowledge that's being shared and shared freely with the access of network and hey, how can I help you? Um, you know, here's what we can provide together in that and, and I took this phrase directly from her, that trusted circle. That's going to be the key to collaborating and conquering Web3, that trusted circle, bringing in projects that are prepared for the build, that understand the value that they want to add to the space while we all make money together. Um, If you could just say hello, Queen, right, Yonda? Um, I had to give you that prop, sis. Well, thank y'all. Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to just be here and to support the Queens of Crypto. You know, each one teach one and iron sharpens iron. So I'm just happy to be here celebrating, listening to thought-provoking Web 3.0 ideas. So this is awesome. So thank you, Queen, for allowing me to just come in and say, yeah, I appreciate your support, and I'm here reciprocating, sis. Thank you. Um, You touched on something as well, Zay, when we were talking about marketing and, and having a business plan and who are these people behind these projects um you know jake was 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 great in coming up and and giving his background right off the bat and say hey this is who i am here's my qualifications this is how i'm building and our team is positioned exactly where they need to be which means playing in their own wheelhouse no micromanagement going on here again that trusted circle for everybody that's in the team to do what they need to do and do it best right um nelson um you didn't share your business background because you own a marketing company, right? You're a founder of a marketing company. So you, so I want you to talk on that for the specific reason of not only being a founder of a marketing company, but saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to launch this stealth launch style and my seed funding is going to come from my trusted network. Yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty much actually exactly what I was talking to someone about right now. Actually, we're having a conversation about billboards. Um, there's a couple different billboard companies that I utilize. And so that's what we're having a discussion of this morning. But um, anyways, so uh, yeah, I do own a uh, crypto and cloud-based um, company marketing agency. And so we do all different kinds of marketing. We have um, a website uh, it's at 3BM 
labs.io. Um, I, I know uh, in the past, you know, like Carmen said, it says three blind mice. It's actually, um, it's meant to be kind of like a double entendre, three blind mice, and also, you know, like triple business marketing. You know, it's like triple your business with your marketing kind of service. But anyways, 3bmlabs.io is our website. Um, and uh, we have our list of services there. If you click the services tabs, um, all, you know, pretty much anything you can think of, you know, regarding pub, you know, uh, publications, you can do Hulu ads, you know, like streaming TV ads, um, you know, all kinds of social media ads all over, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube. Uh, we're a verified company with Reddit um, as well, too. So, you know, that helps us to get, you know, some better placement on our ads on, the, on Reddit, too. And then um, pretty much, yeah, whatever you can think of, too. We have some influencers within our network that we utilize. Um, we've, we have some sports figures that we've used in the past too, from the NFL, um, some UFC people too, and things like that. And then, um, you know, uh, there's uh, TV personalities, um, one of which on my, is on my website. She's, um, uh, uh, Christine, um, um, uh, the, the Barnum. Barnum, Christine Barnum. I don't know why her last name escaped escaped me for a minute, but yeah, Christine's an awesome lady. She's very very gifted artist and you know a very uh, good educator in the space too. So I you know I love having you know um, having her to bounce ideas off of and things like that too. And I, I've sent her a lot of business and things. So you know it's just it's good to have those type of connections in the space because you know it, these projects they need to be seen right like projects like ours they need to be seen yeah we do have our revenue streams but you know what i mean at the at the beginning we need to be seen i mean as, as it is right now based on our revenue streams you know within 30 days we could easily double our own token price without even having any additional new investors so from that standpoint i mean it, it's great that we have the things in place that we do and that you know as long as things continually progress like they are then you know we're not going to have any problems surviving this bear market but, um, you know, other projects, they, they kind of ride on that realization that they need to be in public eye. Um, otherwise, they're going to die, you know. And that's why we wanted to do, create DeFi Gold because we don't have that worry. You know what I mean? And that's why we have the additional passive, re the, the additional revenue streams for our project, which is, you know, coming up with the gold. It's coming up with our, what I'm calling yield mining. It's actually just yield farming, but I call it yield mining because it's funner that way. Um, yield mining. And then uh, we have our NFT raffle. It's going to provide a little bit of revenue, but it's also providing someone with a, a ton of revenue because say if you win a mutant ape, you know, after only putting in 0.1 ETH into a raffle, you can, you know, easily sell that for about 15 ETH then at that point. So, I mean, that's a huge increase in your profit right there for the, for the investor. Um, and then on top of that, we also have um, uh, the uh, transaction fees right now, which, you know, like I said, those are going to go away because our other forms of income are going to be, um, you know, more sustainable for, you know, the long term. And there's no need for transaction fees at that point. Um, you know, and at that point, we'll look at um, renouncing the contract, but we want to make sure that everything is set in stone because we do have staking live right now. Uh, we have six different pools for both our standard token and our LP token. So it goes ranges anywhere from unlocked all the way to one year of lock term um, with high APY, um, you know, not, not unsustainable high, but it is good. And then um, because we're going to have those that sustainable, you know, income revenue stream for our project, we're also going to be able to have those liquidity injections that we'll be able to do manually and just continually raise up the floor of our, of our token. And, 
you know, it, seeing that kind of growth in the crypto space, you know, during a bear market is, um, I haven't seen another project do what we're doing. You know, we had, you know, a few other projects that are gold-based that were kind of like, you know, kind of passively talking a little bit, you know, talk, lack of a better term, they're talking shit a little bit, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, they don't own their own mines and things like that. It's like, no, we don't own our own mines yet. You know, we are looking at, at purchasing the claim in Montana. We still have that going and, you know, it's still something where we're in contact with the owner. You know, we have all the information there and we can, uh, we're actually probably not going to buy a claim, you know, just like everybody else does. They, they lease them, you know, and that's, you know, for, um, I think that's actually better in my opinion, because then we're not stuck to it. You know, we can pull our profits and run out and go to the next one. But um, yeah, we got a little bit of people talking shit. And then, you know, I had a, a civil conversation with some of the developers from those projects and gave them a full rundown of us. And they were like, whoa, okay, well, you're not at all what I thought you were. And yeah, you're, we're totally different than you. And I was like, yeah, I know. And <laughs> they said, okay, well, I like what you're doing, you know? And so it was, it was fun to, you know, have those conversations with people. And I, I'm okay with having the hard conversations. That's where, you know, projects like ours are, um, our strongest because those conversations they they turn from uncomfortable to oh well i like that you know pretty quickly <laughs> nelson that's one of the things that i love about you is that you really take a professional approach because i think when we take a look at some of the ways that teams operate in this space they put value and time and effort into destroying competitors in fact there is a monetization of budding that exists in our realm and for that, you have keyboard warriors that don't even know the technicals, can't even vet a project, that are just bought into a team, feel important, they have access, and therefore, they will go do the dirty work. And without you know, knowing exactly who they're dealing with or the impact that they have on a community that they're out to destroy, it is so toxic. And as a leader, we expect that leaders are going to protect their own reputation because they're also representing their community. And this is what I think really is going to set Web3 apart from some of the Web2 consumer mindsets that exist. Because as new people come in, the no-coiners you know, that want to come in and explore our space, when they come in and they see that toxicity, it is a big turnoff because the uncertainty, even though you accept that there's volatility in the blockchain period. Now, every single leader that is on a team is still on a journey because of the pace and the momentum of the environment changing every single day. There's optics, there's news, there's teams, there's communities, there's all these platforms that just dish out this data dump of information that people have to go through. And for some reason, when people come into here, they lose some of those gut feelings and some of those things that the behaviors that they have learned to safeguard their fiat they throw out the window when they come into crypto. Like at this point in the internet era, we vet which pro, uh, which platforms we, we put our credit cards onto. We don't answer the emails of, of princes of Nigeria trying to help get us involved in, in, in accumulating their inheritance from a dead uncle. And, and there are still people who fall for those scams. Right. But for those of us who have those behaviors outside of the space and come into the space and throw them out the window, it's like a lack of common sense. So we have to re-empower them and say, yes, you should still be weary. 
And we got to empower them with the education to vet through. But communities, as much as we think, uh, some some leaders think, oh, my community can be against us, and they they hold a they hold them at arm's length. And these are the leaders that we were talking about earlier that are non-existent, right? They don't show up for their community. They act like they're too busy to to show up and be a part of the discussion, to be a part of that collaboration and create a culture within that community to support the mission and to set a floor within it. I have gone through my own journey as leader as a leader in this space and it was my community that actually saved me. Why? Because I showed up every single day. They saw my grind every single day. They saw it to the point where I was the only one showing up. And so when the bad player on the team pressed that button, gave up on the entire plan nine months later, it was my community that stood up and still maintained my reputation because I grinded so hard on their behalf. And so just as much as a community can leave you high and dry and say, oh, you know, the FUD is too much and I'm dumping, you know, bad news comes out about Binance and boom, $3 billion are are taken out of the exchange. You know, you think a community can harm you, but at the same time, too, as a leader, the community can save you. And that's such a unique aspect of our space. And so for that, we want to encourage our leaders to be present, to be there, to set a tone, to live the values, to um, give the vision and to give the plan on how we're going to achieve that vision together and get it as a foundation of education so that we change mindsets of how we can perpetuate the momentum of our technology. Um, Well said, Carmen. Um, Nelson, why renounce the contract? I'm not a fan of renounced contracts. It's a possibility. It's not something that I'm saying that we are going to do 100%, but it's just something that, and I doubt that we're actually going to do that. It's just something that I wanted to look into as well too, and have the option for. And what we do as a project is our seed investors and our team, we have a group, it's almost 30 people total right now. It's a private group between us. And we actually vote on almost every decision within our project. And so like we that. go we go with the unanimous decision or, or we go with the higher voted decision, obviously, um, not unanimous. Sometimes it's unanimous, sometimes it's not. So, yeah, some people are, you know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. It, yeah, it helps. But, um, you know, if they vote on that, then we'll look into it and we'll kind of uh, weigh it out and make sure that everybody that's voting is properly educated on, you know, what it means to do to do that, obviously. It's just something that did come up as far as one of the things that they asked about and things. So it's it's a possibility, but I'm not saying we are for sure going to do that. Yeah, it always cracks me up when, when people say, renounce the contract for what? For what? Basically, yeah, so you could be stuck right. forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, do you understand exactly. what a smart contract is to ask Ugh. me to renounce the contract? Oh, if man. you really want to do that to your money? Um, it's so easy, I love that you, you addressed it. It's easy to to, you know, to run or herd a community of sheep but yeah when you got a community of lions and real true investors you know you got to show up as a dev every day you you have to you know make sure your due diligence is paid for it. you're showing up you're putting in your time because they will recognize um and that's we don't have any problems on our side with that uh it's which is great um and it, yeah that just comes from a good foundation so yeah i think there's a lot of a lot of a lot that has yet to even come. This is only the first week that we've really, I mean, we've been at it for a couple months, you know, building this thing together. But as far as rolling out all of our, all, all of what we have in store, it's only been one week. We already got three revenue streams out. So 
Yeah, we had a good turnout today. I'm sorry to say, people, that this space will be deleted. Um, feel free to come back tomorrow after <laughs> I have bought in. <laughs> after I have bought in, um, you know, <laughs> let me not be that. Let me not be that way. But I can't help it. I can't help it, guys. I absolutely love what you're building. Um, I love your approach to saying, you know, there's not going to be a unilateral decision on how we do things and how we operate. That is the element of team, and there's no I in it. Um, and if you all can't sit at the table and come to a decision and say, hey, this is my opinion, this is my thought process and why I got here and my input on the decisions that, you know, that's going to impact not only you, but impact the community as well and the project and the investor, um, then what are you doing, right? So I love that you took the time to explain that for me. Um, and yeah, you know, you know what it is in Telegram, man, when you're, when, when you're doing a token, um, the ceaseless questions about marketing, the ceaseless questions about, um, you know, renouncing the contract and half of them don't even know what it is, right? Don't even know what that means. Um, and, and right. I think, um, Zay had said it earlier when he talked about buzzwords, um, you know, when you guys were talking about DeFi gold, you broke it down on such a fundamental level and talking about the additional streams of revenue that you have and not dependent on new investors coming in to keep that cycle going. Um, I think all in all, you know, if anybody wants to take a look um, and see what it is you guys are doing and doing it differently in the space and adding value, um, I am and will continue to be a fan of my money making money um, because that's what it's designed to do. And so you say passive income um, and that's my love language. Right. Um, and, and, and a big part of me is being that lazy investor. I want to buy in and then I want to put it in cold storage and I want to come back five years later um, to start that journey. You have to understand the creators behind it, their mindset, what are they looking for? What are the goals? What are their vision? What got them here? Um, because that helps me understand that representation matter and representation is not how you look. Um, a lot of it is what you feel. Um, you know, on, on Nelson's personal bio, he talks about the money he wants to make because of his family. Well, that's why I'm here. And 99.99% and, and of the time, it's why others are here in this space as well. So I want to, I want to start a journey um, of gaining profit with projects that understand that fundamentally they're here to do, do several things, add value to the space, create value for the space, and move the space forward in a, in, in a responsible manner. So kudos to you and your team. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. No, it's it's uh, definitely been fun. And like I said, like you said, I mean, money, you know, people do make money and that's just part of the project. I mean, we will be, you know, having those multiple revenue streams for the project and not all of them are, you know, coming from the investors. And that's that's one thing that I think is, is very important because the fact that we do have a team and we don't want to pay them with other people's money, you know? And so it's, it's good to have those additional revenue streams that don't rely on people investing in the project because you know if they want to invest they can invest people can invest then you're you're more than welcome to i mean we have the long-term investor rewards as well too you know from staking six months and up you'll actually receive uh, eth rewards through our um our, our revenue streams so we'll do be doing monthly drops on those um and they'll go straight into your wallet and into ethereum and if you want to buy back into the chart and stake some more and earn some more you can do that but you know you don't have to you know do that you can just take the eth and run you know so it's just fun stuff i i, I can't 
I can't wait to, you know, be one year from now looking back on this and just, you know, being excited to say that's where we started, you know, at the, at the ground floor. And that's exactly why we did the stealth launch the way we did. Ever looking forward. Um, it, it, it is a, a, a big part of my makeup. I can't look backwards. Um, I address the issue right then and there. And then when, when the new day dawns, it's reset for me. Right. Um, I can't keep looking backwards. I can't keep doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting different results. So you've got to deprogram your brain and, and then reprogram your brain to understand the road to financial freedom is not the moon boy approach. You don't put in $20 and 24 hours later, take out 20 million. Um, if it were that easy, we'd be all millionaires. It does require a certain amount of dedication to learning, to understanding, to educating yourself and finding a space where it's okay to ask those questions that you're unsure of. And this is the space that we try to provide as much as possible. In this particular space, we want to bring trusted, vetted projects and give them a platform for them to share their vision. And if you choose to buy in, fantastic. If you choose not to, that's all well and good. Hopefully at the end of it, you learned something from it, um, that you take some value um, that we're offering up here from this space, right? Ultimately, that is the goal. Um, you know, me personally, you said you had a giveaway. Um, Nelson, I'm, I'm going to say right now, Twitter is going to fail on that Twitter picker, and it will be me. I might as well just DM you my wallet address, um, but, but <laughs> Carmen won't let me. <laughs> Carmen won't let me. Um, she tells you that I'm the one that cracked the whip. Don't, don't fall for it, Nelson. You know it's not true. You know it's not true. She bosses me around. I bet. Yeah, she's the boss. <laughs> no, we, we do have the giveaway going right now. It's our, our, our NFT raffle. So uh, if you go to goldenmint.io, that is our website for our raffles. Uh, we're doing our first one so far is uh, the Mutant Ape Yacht Club. We're giving away one of those NFTs in the raffle. So to get into the raffle ticket, it's 0.1 ETH, but it's not just, you know, putting in a pool and you're waiting until you win, you actually receive an NFT um, when you when you put into that raffle. So you're actually, everyone wins. You Whether or not you win the raffle ticket and you get the Mutant Ape one or not, you still have an NFT that is from us and it's a limited one. So with the first pool, there's only 200 of those raffle tickets, which are 200 NFTs. And so we're gonna give away some of those. Um, currently we have that giveaway going until this evening. Um, so any new buyers coming in between last night and tonight at around 8 p.m., then uh, we're going to randomly choose a wallet address to receive that very first number one um, raffle ticket. That's very cool. That's very cool. And so everyone that contributes to point one ETH will get a limited edition NFT, and then one lucky person is going to win um, one of those apes NFT, Correct. Correct. And what's the value to the NFT that's gifted? Um, it, well, it's the digital artwork. And also um, we are going to have some future, you know, tie-ins with the project on that. But we have, we're still waiting, working on some voting things on that. So. I knew there was something <laughs> sneaky about it. I knew for you it had to have some purpose. That's okay. You ain't got to spill the beans now. You got to spill the beans now. But I knew it was not. Listen, look at the conversation we were having. Did you really think that he was going to hit you with, oh, yeah, it's just a PFP? No, I'll read between the lines. There's something coming with it. 
there is there's some things that we we feel like it's nice to give some surprises i mean we are very forthcoming with 99 percent of our information about our project on our white paper on our website um multiple websites if you look at our our, our uh, link tree then there's you know a hundred links on there already it seems like it's growing every single day uh we're even verified on trust pilot you know multiple good reviews on there um you know it's just uh continuing to grow we're uh, finalizing our incorporation um you know we're, we're going with like an offshore incorporation just because of the, you know the crypto aspect of the project and everything but um yeah everything's going really well so that we still really wanted to have that a little bit of you know some mystery behind it because you know I like to be mysterious a little bit. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Any questions from anyone else? Um, you know, feel free to raise your hand. Any speakers on the panel um, before we wrap it up? It's been um, an absolutely intriguing, intriguing um, episode. Love talking to Sandra before she had to dip out. Jake, um, you know, I want to know the dev, <laughs> right? You know what it's like, Nelson, searching for dev in this space. Um, somebody you could trust because I don't speak the language and I have to trust what you're telling me because that your wheelhouse, um, it's so important to have that dev in-house as well, which you guys do um, and that big team, um, you know, all of these things when you're when you're building, when you're creating, when you're innovating are important elements for a recipe to success. Right. And you guys seem to have it all. I look forward to your growth. I look forward to Carmen sending me some ETH. Right. Um, you know, make that baby happen, Carmen, since you gypped me on the stealth launch um, so I can buy in. I can be a, a community member. I can hold and support as best as I can. Um, absolutely amazing project. Um, take a look. Do the deep dive. Um, I will tell you, do your own research. But you all know, um, you know, I, I, I stay within my trusted network. So I've done mine. You do yours. What's good, Carmen? I want to change my name. So I'm here Why? up on the Jumbotron, right? And, you know, we, we love to highlight all our friends and family in this space. And so shout out to Dynasty.io because you know what Thursday means is that we rock in into Fridays. Oh, and you guys have trained me. You've you trained me and Brian. <laughs> I put Brian onto the games with his with his boys and his kids and then that's what allows me to be in the twitter space and degen with you guys but like look at the jumbotron like petty ass pumpkin is the artist that they're going to be highly highlighting tomorrow <laughs> and i'm yeah, like yeah. oh i need i need a better name i need a better name <laughs> you need a better name though I, I love carmen crypto i love who's who in the zoo and yeah on so let me give you the rundown of what we do. Mistress Money holds a Tuesday Twitter space from 7 to 9 that's unrecorded because I'm neurodivergent, parent to neurodivergent children. And it's a safe space for neurodivergence and its allies to pop in and scream at the world when everybody tells you to be quiet, right? So we, we dish on everything from love, dating, marriage, financial, the quirks that you have. Mine is number three, Um and it didn't occur to me till today in a conversation I, I was having where it's considered the Trinity, right? And this is from an atheist. Um, it's considered the Trinity. Whatever it is, I have to do it in threes, right? That's my neurodivergent um, kryptonite. Um, coupled with the fact that, you know, there's not a lot of support groups that allow you to express fully um, who you are and, and, and be embraced for it. So that's the space that I do on Tuesdays. Um, on Wednesday... Um, 
On Thursdays, we do the Queens of Crypto. This is where we bring vetted projects um, that we like, that are innovators in the space, that are doing something and adding that value proposition that's important to all of us. And then Friday night, I'm going to tell you right now, my co-host, Danny Hamilton, um, founder of Dynasty Music um, and Frank Nitty of um, Smart Label, <laughs> right? 99.99% of the time, we have to delete it. Um, we bring independent artists and spotlight them and what they're doing with music, um, often get connected beyond their circle of influence um, and getting to level up um, and partnering with some great stuff, right? But at the end of the day, we end up giving out so much alpha, um, unreleased tracks. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've decided we can't, even talk, we can't even talk office space because we ended up having a meeting, the four of us, and then we, we weren't even talking about business. We were hosting our own little four-person space, and we're like, yep. man, we got to save it. We got to save it. Because yep. once you get Frank talking, you're going to hear everything that you need to know about what's really up. And so, yeah, you don't want to miss those moments when we gather together. Yeah, that's a late night episode. It's 11 p.m. EST time. Um, but really, it's just a Friday recap, man. We, you know, we started off with music um, and we just enjoy the vibe and we share and we spotlight those independent artists. And so now we have um, this phenomenal young lady that we're going to be listening to um, and, and, and taking a look at what she's doing in this space Petty ass pumpkin. Well, you know, I'm an Aries, right? So I'm the petty queen. Um, I'm, I'm trying to change. I promise I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, one day I will delete the 50,000 Twitter accounts that I have that I used to troll on. But, um, you know, she's a phenomenal artist. The spotlight is, is, is going to be on her um, and seeing how she's building. And again, helping to bridge um, and onboard artists that want to own their content, want to monetize their content, and want to have a platform um, that they can just do what they do best, which is to create, right? Um, and that's really the goal of that show. Um, we don't really pump it because, again, um, the things we get up into in there, Carmen knows. Carmen knows. Girl, I came, I came in that. 30 <laughs> minutes late to the last one, and I had to message Danny like, whoa, what did I walk into? Catch me up. <laughs> yeah, that was a heated off. conversation on, on Kanye West where, where my brother, da Danny, and I talk every day, kind of like you and Nelson. We talk every single day. And I was like, I still love you, but you're wrong, right? <laughs> but you're wrong. <laughs> so, you know, we, we try to make sure in everything that we do, that we're contributing something in a positive manner. We're here to listen. We're here to talk. We're here to vibe. We're here to connect. Um, and we're here to grow, right? Um, that's really the purpose of us doing all of this. Um, for the people that follow us, that spend time with us, um, for the panel of speakers that come up and share their voice, share their vision, um, we want you to walk away um, with something positive, right? Um, so we don't do giveaways. We, we don't do any of that stuff. There's not going to be like the follow, retweet kind of kind of space. We give each project the time that they deserve to talk about what they're building and what they're doing. Um, and, and that's the mindset and that's the vibe. Go ahead, Jake. Hey, I just have to jump off. I have a meeting at three. Um, I just wanted to not slide off of here like that. Uh, thank you so much to the Queens of Crypto. You guys did a fantastic job hosting us and giving us the time of day. Thank you for everyone who attended and um, all the great questions. And keep that same energy. Don't ever let it go, Queen. You 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 really got you really got something there. 
I really appreciate it every time I hear you. So you, you bring my energy up. Thank you. We love you, Jake. Later, brother. Talk to you soon. And in the audience light, I tried to invite you to speak. I saw your request. I don't know if that was a mistake or not, but I'd love to have you on, on the stage if you have a question. We you say hi to our pocket cows, Carmen. We you say hi to our pocket cows. <laughs> oh, today's the one year anniversary. Today's the one year anniversary, I believe. I think they're having Where's a celebration Toro? tonight at, at eight PM. Okay. We be we'll, yeah. we'll hang out over there. Yeah, he's he's um I think he's planning a, a really great celebration tonight. I think it's at eight PM EST. Definitely want to to hop in, in his space and and show my support. Um but listen. Let's talk about it. I, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about um, Kevin Hart because, you know, I was a fan of their Discord rollout and him being named um, in that lawsuit. What are your thoughts on that, Carmen? I don't really have a lot of thoughts on that. I've been I've been spending my time going through the testimonies and trying to learn a whole bunch of stuff about the market. So my attention has not been there. So you throw me the information. Well, um, he's he's named in a subpoena. Um, there's some litigation coming, and I wonder about the impact and how it's going to affect um, his his NFT project that he has now that he's been very distant from. What's um, the nature of the legalities? Why? It was in reference to the Board Eight Yacht Club um, and pitching it to um, people on buying it, elevating the floor. You 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 know the scam. You know the scam. Um, not that saying he's involved in a scam. I don't know. I'm just on an outsider looking in and paying attention to what's developing in this space and why it's important to make sure that you're seeking legal counsel when creating a smart contract, right? Um, this is why I say when I think I know something, I realize I know nothing. I'm forever learning because things are, are, are constantly changing in this space. Um, but that was part of it, right? Um, there you go, Carmen. That was part of it. Um, so it has to do, and again, and, and I don't knock anybody's hustle. Understand that. How you make your bread is how you make your bread. That ain't my business. At the end of the day, you have some higher calling that you need to answer to. But I will speak truth to power, and I'm going to hold your heels to the fire um, if you come for me and mine, right? And as a consequence, when you trade in a public forum and you want to put value forward, especially in this space, and you come in with that name, you're going to get your feelings hurt because you're going to really recognize how game recognize game in this space, and you're going to get smacked down. Like, like this community is savage. That name don't mean nothing that you're bringing to Web3 unless you're bringing some value, right? And, and I was such a big fan of the rollout, the things that they were doing. I'm a huge fan of Broadway All Day, which is the artist on the project. Um, you know, but but it's had its challenges, and now on the heels of its challenges, he's being spotlight for something like this after appearing um, as the first time as a person on Crypto Magazine, right? So I, I, I'm touching on it because, um, one, he's a person of color. He's had a phenomenal year, I think, in record sales for his sold-out tour all over, um, and now he's being caught up in something that has to do with a purchase. How much How much is he really responsible for that? How is the face of things changing when you buy into an NFT project and you share that information with others? Um, are you pumping the bag? 
right? Um, are you supposed to be treated differently because you're a celebrity and therefore you have a larger audience that's viewing into the things that you're doing? Um, in this particular case, I will argue not because his project ain't even 10 to 15% sold out. It is a flop. It is an absolute failure. It is a shit show, right? Um, so how can he then be responsible for pumping somebody's bag when he couldn't even pump his own? That's my argument. But again, um, that's the details of it. We're not privy to everything that's that's going on around it. Um, but that's one of the things that caught my eye. I don't want to talk about FTX. There's too many Twitter spaces that are talking about FTX anyway. The, the truth is there's nothing to be done. You could sit and try to, um, you know, go over um, the dead bodies, so to speak. But at the end of the day, what are you gaining from it? Um, if they were having it as a um, teachable moment, then that's one thing. But they're not. They're just rehashing and following what's happening and how it's evolving. At the end of the day, you ain't getting your money back. If well, I mean, you- outside of that solution, I think that there's still a lot to be learned, right? Because I think when when you hear on this side as a new as a new person to the community that zoom out, there's foundations in the technology of the blockchain that offer transparency and a record. And yet you watch Senate committee, you know, uh, testimonies talk about just the chaos of documentation and the lack of transparency and the fact that the records are just so jumbled up that it's going to take a lot of time. Like that is something we have to address, right? And then this should help guide us into finding projects and technology in this space that's going to learn from that and prove that what we are saying about the nature of the potential of this technology to bring us transparency and an immutable record that can't be changed to show where the flow of money is going to, that's where the educational part comes in. Because what's happening in the mainstream media is that the optics are being very confusing and we're being really set as like not offering what we're saying we're offering. Yeah, but it's not, it, they're not utilizing it as a teachable moment right now in Twitter spaces. They're filling spaces and, and they're pouring over the dead carcass as in, you know, this is what he's doing now. And you can't talk about transparency when it's a DEX, when it's a CX, I'm sorry. You can't talk about transparency because you don't know what happens to that money afterwards and they're not putting it on the blockchain. It is centralized. So understanding that, that fundamental difference right there, um, what can be learned from it? Because you can't trace it, right? Um, once it's off the blockchain, um, what are you tracing? Um, that's where it stops for us, right? So it, it, it's, it's in the educational component of it in, 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 in making sure that on your platform, you're talking about, hey, here are the things that we need to look at. Um, Crypto Zay did it. He said, where'd the money come from? So it is asking those questions to those projects that we're interested in. Where did the money come from? And where is it going, Right. Um, and, and, and Nelson absolutely nailed it. He nailed it, right? This is where we got it. This is where it's going. And this is why we're not dependent on just this one aspect. So if we're talking about making the coalition, um, on how they're operating and what we need to learn from it, I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on people like Nelson and DeFi gold that are doing it the right way. And that's our use case to say, Hey, hello, all that negative attention over there. You need to stop looking at that and you need to start looking here because this is what needs to be elevated about what we can do better and what we should be doing in this space, right? Because those big projects, nobody's asking them how the money's coming in, where it's coming from, right? 
Nobody's asking those questions. Well, I can tell you this, because I'm an in real life boots on the ground type of person and you're talking, you know, if my key audiences are no coiners, including those that are tenured, those questions are going to come up in conversations. Right. And so I think we definitely need to empower ourselves with the, uh, the ability to overcome some of those concerns and objections, because the people that we're going to be looking at onboarding and bringing into our communities are going to have these questions. They're going to have those concerns. They're going to say, well, what about this? And that's our most moment to talk about some of the fundamentals that still protect us in this space, right? That that we feel empowered to continue building in even an atmosphere like this. Now, you know, yesterday when I was in a space, um, I had a former lieutenant general from the army that dealt specifically for the last 30 years in cybersecurity. And he says, look, with the invention of the internet and even rolling into Web3, everything can be hacked. Right. And there's going to be a lot of bad players. And if you operate with that mindset that things are going to go wrong, then you need to operate in the in the defense while you're building. And that makes this really a tough environment to be successful in. And it causes a lot of people to have failures and, and scars. But failure is not an opposite to success. It is a part of success. And so for a lot of us that still maintain our reputation and continue to build and learn from the bad players that have scarred us, we continue to move forward forward. But not addressing some of these optics and trying to just like throw it behind a curtain. I don't know if it's always the answer. It really depends on what your role is in this space. There are a lot of people who can't put their head down and find an income in this space or be trading in this space and stay focused on what their wheelhouse is. But then there are other people, you know, such as myself, that I need to be privy to those things. I need to be able to circumvent some of those concerns and bad optics that are going to that that are going to be the challenging conversation that I have to have multiple times during the day. I think we're just not talking the same language here, but go ahead, um, Yanda. Hey, I love the conversation that we're talking through and what I heard and what made me throw my hands up was really about the security, right? And, Bingo. and so when you said it, I was like, whoop, hold on, because for me, I've taken this time personally and key takeaways that I'll share, which is what's underneath everything, right? So I always mm -hmm. take time. We got the concept necessarily, but now we're starting to look through the layers. And let's begin with the end in mind, and we start with security. So I've been over the last year, been testing Norton, going back and forth, even talking about isolation mode and those type of things, because I use technology from a consumer standpoint. You can build it all dang on day. But if it's cumbersome and it's hard to relate to, then the stuff, and this is all a part of the whole generational wealth train. And so you start to look at who you want to partner with for security. So Amazon just released their layer of security that they're going to build. But, you know, really getting in and talking with the, I, I think there's really kind of three big big players out there when we start to think about data security, right? And those big players. And so it comes down to uh, some money, but as well as the space and what they're going to protect. So I think you're spot on in looking at security as that layer to making sure that on the blockchain, um, could it be, it's, it's an open ledger. So with the yep. security, I am putting in my faith inside of my business partner the security level that they're going to make sure that we don't get hacked 
because that's going to be a meltdown to my servers and everything else. The second thing I ask people about is where are your servers? So I want to hold that intimate conversation because of security. So understanding the impact to when a server disappears on a project and the security for your investment are so important. So I'm going to mute for a moment, but that's kind of where I was headed with that whole piece that I heard you say is like the security piece. You need to vet your partners and they need to understand the seriousness of what you're building and they need to sign up for that liability and ownership. Because I fully, fully, fully agree with you um, because it's not what happened on FTX. It was not a failure of security, right? And that's why I, I draw that spotlight where I'm saying, hey, um, <laughs> that's not what it is. And that's why I won't be party to the discussion on, on, on any of that. It is absolutely about the security. And it is absolutely about your failure to follow the proper security protocol that leaves you open to potential malicious actors in this space, right? Um, at the end of the day, people could argue why it happened, um, but it was not a security breach. It wasn't a security breach. That's not what happened. Right. So I'm not going to waste time on bad actors. I'm not going to waste breath on bad actors. They're going to do what they're going to do. Irregardless, all I can do is educate my circle of influence to understand as best to your ability um, to take a look at the teams behind the build. Um, see if you identify and share the vision um, Did they provide enough information for you to make an informed decision and then stand back and do what you want to do, whether it's to invest or pass. Go ahead, um, Nelson. I was just going to say, I'm sorry, I'm running really low on time. Um, but I, I do did want to say I appreciate everyone, but I do have to head out. Um, I have another meeting going in about 15 minutes that I really want to get ready for. No, it's all good, brother. Thank you so much for, for staying around. We usually stop at two, but, you know, the conversation continues. So I appreciate you spending that entire time with us. I also have another meeting coming up at three o'clock myself. Um, you know, we try to stop at two. I think last week was the closest we ever got to it. Um, thank you so much for coming and sharing your vision and laying out a roadmap to success that, that hopefully um, people can share uh, and join that journey with you on. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it. And guys, uh, don't forget to follow, uh, follow our Twitter account and join our Telegram for all the most updated uh, uh, information and, you know, uh, news you know, that comes out for our project. So we are posting updates every single day, um, including I'm, I'm writing one up right now for something that just came about. So um, yeah, get get ready for some fun stuff, guys. Thank you so much. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Thank Nelson. you so much for sharing, Nelson. Um, I'm going to wrap it up with this, right? And, and, and um, I greeted you all with a fire today because I was energized and invigorated and empowered with all that I've learned this week. Um, joining everything meta space, the conversation that we're having, um, the different points of views. Um, you have to you have to speak truth to power. Yes, there are three sides to the truth. Yes, your view, my view, and the actual truth. Right. Um, at the same time, I am loath to spend any of my time discussing. Um, the negativity that's coming out of this space because I feel like I play into it. And this is strictly my way of processing. Carmen's way of processing is that she wants the nitty gritty. 
She wants it laid out in front of her so she can shift through the information. So when sharing, she's sharing from a position uh, of, of power because she has that knowledge. For me, I process a little differently, right? I take a look at what it is as a whole, and I, I determine for myself what value it, it has for me to share, right? Um, and because I always look at the glass half full, I'm going to take the negative and I'm going to flip it to the positive and saying, hey, here's a fine example of the bad actors that existed in Web 2, that existed in Web 1 and has been existing and taking advantage. Um, and this is where we failed as a community to properly educate those that weren't fully informed in understanding not your keys, not your wallet. So let's make sure that when we're pushing into 2023, that we're focusing on the education, onboarding people in the right way, and bringing it down to a level that they can process that that information and also be able to speak from a position of power because now we've armed them with the necessary tools, right? That's the way I choose to look at it. I don't like to dwell in negativity. I feel like when you rehash things that have gone past and you can't change that, you need to focus on what you can do different moving forward. That's simply the way I process, right? So you're going to get that dynamic between Carmen and I sometimes on the different views that we may not share. And and I don't think we would be as a dynamic um, couple, so to speak, if we didn't have those opposing views because it's how we process, Facts, mistress. I love you. And I, you know what? At this point in life, like I value close friends that are different than I because I get a different perspective. I can't just be surrounding myself with people that just are, uh-huh, right? Like, yeah, whatever you do, like I need value from the people. I need an, an option to change my mindset or to add value to what I think and to have a different perspective. And so, yeah, you and I, we, we oftentimes don't see eye to eye, but we still have foundational things that just empower us to stay as friends and collaborators because we see that, that strength in each other. In fact, there are people in this audience that have seen us hashed it out and yet still get into the same bed and have a slumber party. So, you know, but that's what this is about. It's it's about standing for what you believe, offering your opinion and growing from there. So, Mistress, I love you. You know that. Oh, and the, the love is absolutely mutual. Um, you know, so it's just the beauty of our platform is to, to get a perspective from different points of views. Right. And to respect that process, um, because nobody uh, I, I don't believe that there are two people alike in the room. Um, we all have our unique quirks um, and we process things differently. And that's why when Carmen comes to a room, she's going to come armed with that knowledge. Right. You hear what she's saying, man, I'm listening to these hearings. I'm a site date, time and chapter on what's happening for you, because that's her style in presenting that knowledge to make sure that she can back it up where her source comes from. Right. Um, and, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, you have to have that component when you speak from a position of power um, where that knowledge comes from. Um, and so that love is absolutely returned a thousand percent. I am going to go unmute if you guys want to continue the conversation, but I've got 12 minutes to get to this meeting. Um, Yanda, it, Girl, it is... we are 48 minutes over. You never oh, okay. stop on time, but it's <laughs> yeah. always been a great conversation. 
So I'm going to wrap this up. We didn't even Thank get a chance God. to like Thank reset you. the room because everything was flowing so good. But listen, there's so many familiar faces in the in the audience here. Thank you so much for showing up. You know, we're on episode nine. We keep grinding. We're still doing all the things in between behind the scenes. And we thank every single one of you. You see that our community is growing because we do what we do best, which is go out there and find out who's who in the zoo and then bring them back so that we can have great conversations and just learn, learn, learn. It's not about timing the market. It's about your time in the market. And the more that you stick around, the more that you engage, the more that something that is being said is going to resonate with you and matter to you and your own personal journey based on your goals and what your mission is here. Every single person matters in this space. We do it from a heart and we do it from a place of respect. And so thank you, every single one of you, for being here. We're going to be back here next Thursday, same time, same place, 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time with one cup of coffee in Carmen's hand. And then Mistress is eating lunch at noon on Eastern Standard Time. But be here and then definitely check us out as we degen and we get a little Friday night freaky with uh, Miss Punkin. Uh, in the dynasty.io chat tomorrow. So if you need to find out more information, go back up to the Jumbotron. Follow as many people as you can in this space because the more we collaborate, the more that we conquer. And that's why it's the tagline of Queens of Crypto. Mistress, do you have a song? Do you have a song to send us out with? Uh, I can't. Um, um, you got to get ready me. for this meeting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I love you all. Um, you know, embrace, embrace who you are, man. That that that's the best thing about you, embracing who you are. Um, so peace, love, and light, all of those good things. Um, and we'll be back next week with some powerful, powerful voices in this space that are that are making an impact. Right? Do you? <laughs>